The following is another KXPN Sports presentation. KXPN Sports presents high school football. On third down and a long four. Gilming looks over the defense, sets him down. Takes the snap. He'll hand it off. Walker over the left side. Has the first down and more. 25-30. Tight ropes the sidelines. He does not step out of bounds. He's beaten them all. 20-10. Touchdown, Devin Walker. A 49-yard run. Tonight, the postseason begins in Elm Creek as the undefeated Buffaloes battle the Cambridge Trojans. High School Football on ESPN Radio is brought to you by the KXPN Sports Club. First down and 10. They'll go out of the shotgun formation. Jet sweep. Fake it. Quarterback Gilming hands it off to Thornabar around the right side. All kinds of room. 35-30. 25-20. Second touchdown of the night. LaShawn Thornabar from 41 yards out. After a state semifinal run two years ago, Elm Creek is back in the hunt for a trip to Lincoln. After seven state titles and 11-man, Cambridge is in their first year of eight-man football and looks to start another winning tradition. It's the Trojans and Buffaloes coming up next, but for the new Tech Seed pregame show, we'll join ESPN Radio's Doug Dude and Larry Baker live from Elm Creek right after this word with New Tech Seed. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit newtech at yieldleader.com. Undisputed Midwest Yield Leader. And good evening, everyone, from Elm Creek. Doug Duda, along with Larry Baker, getting ready for more high school football action today here on ESPN Radio as the undefeated Elm Creek Buffaloes take on the Cambridge Trojans. Got a chance to see a little bit about what Cambridge was about last week as they defeated Amherst, dropping down now into an eight-man football after winning all those state titles in 11-man story program. Still a good football program, but just not the numbers that we have seen in the past from Cambridge. The Trojans getting ready to take on Elm Creek. And, of course, the story two years ago was a magical one as the Buffaloes made it all the way to the state semifinals out in Hemingford. In a game, of course, they took on Alma, you heard earlier today here on ESPN. But uh, Hemingford went on and won the state championship easily in Lincoln and Elm Creek and even earlier in the playoffs that year, Blue Hill gave them a heck of a battle. And uh, Elm Creek seniors were sophomores. A lot of these guys played on that team. Last year, it just didn't gel for the Buffaloes as they came back. But this year, they have been unstoppable, and they won the district title last week, uh, taking out South Loop in a battle of uh, unbeaten teams in South Loop tonight with a tough draw. They are hosting Burwell in a game that will also kick off here at 7 o'clock. Of course, Burwell went on to the uh, state championship game last year. So Elm Creek getting ready to take on Cambridge, LaShawn Thornabar, Devin Walker, uh, just so many running backs that have done uh, some great things. We saw them again a couple of weeks ago against a very good Alma team, and uh, they look to start what will be a very tough road because there is nothing easy, especially after tonight, even though this is a 314 matchup. Coach Scott Porter at Cambridge has taken a lot of his Blue Hill teams. He's been to the state final three times with the Bobcats in the past, now getting used to the eight-man game, and as you'll hear from the coach, it just took him a little while to 
adjust and get everybody on the same uh, plane here. That's not been the problem for Elm Creek and a head coach, Jace Doolin. So should be a good one tonight, high school football action. We've also got football currently airing on two of our other Platte River radio stations. Blue Hill and Paxton right now is underway on the breeze, 94.5, and Kennesaw and Medicine Valley right now are playing on Classic Hits, 98.9. All of our action also available on PlatteRiverPreps.com. Our internet streaming is brought to you by Barney Insurance, Carney, Lexington, Holdridge, and Lincoln. And when we return on the New Tech Seed pregame show, we will hear from the coaches, Scott Porter of Cambridge and Jace Doolin of Elm Creek, as we get ready for D1 State Playoff Football here on Central Nebraska's ESPN Radio Superstation. This sports broadcast is made possible in part by Kappa Grain in Elm Creek. Did you know that Kappa has a way for you to save time, money, and get the best prices for your grain and have records of it? With their online offer center powered by DNT Marketspace. See kappagrains.com. Make sure you're getting what you deserve for all your hard work and dedication. Kappa takes great pride in doing what they can to make it easier, faster, and more profitable for you. Best of luck to all the area athletes from Kappa Grains. Welcome back to the New Tech Seed pregame show here on ESPN. A chance to see Cambridge for the second straight week here in the opening round of the playoffs now qualifying to take on undefeated Elm Creek. And head coach Scott Porter joins us here on the New Tech Seed pregame show. And Coach, uh, great to catch up with you again. And the kids kind of got done what you needed to get done last week. Uh, how did you think they played against Amherst? Um, good to be talking to you again. And uh, I thought last Friday or Thursday, excuse me, was probably our most complete game of the season. So, you know, I'm hoping now that we're in the second part of our season, the playoffs, that with last the way they played last Thursday, we got things rolling in the right direction and can have a good outing tonight. Well, you've won two of your last three. The the loss was to a very good Medicine Valley team. Uh, have you seen, are you seeing the improvement? Uh, are you seeing also the pep and the step maybe during practice uh, that these kids are where they needed to come over these last three weeks? Um, I'd say definitely last week was probably the best week of practice we've had, you know, for the last couple weeks. So um, I think we're finally starting to get some of the team unity that we were missing at the beginning of the season and leadership is also starting to arise. And, you know, I've always said that you can have all the talent in in the world, but if you don't have leadership and team unity, you're not going to go very far. We're talking with the head football coach of the Cambridge Trojans, Scott Porter. Coach, uh, you come into a game against an undefeated uh, Elm Creek team. Tell the fans uh, that aren't Cambridge folks and haven't seen you play this year. We talked about it last week where when you throw the ball, hoteling's a heck of an end, and you've got a kid in Tayton Benson that's rushed for over 1,400 yards. But for the fans that haven't seen you play, kind of describe what you guys like to do on both sides of the ball. Well, we're going to be a run-oriented Orientated team first. Um, you know, we like and depend on our running game to get things rolling for us. And if we need to, you know, we can throw in some play action passes to keep the defense on us. And, you know, we've been fortunate in some games where we have to rely on our passing game to get our, our running game open. So, you know, it's kind of a good blessing to have enough athletes that we can go to our passing game and feel confident 
confident about that, but we're going to stick with our running game and try to get that rolling first. And defensively, Coach, especially when you look at an Elm Creek team that's been pretty efficient with their offense throughout the year, uh, what are you going to try to do to slow them down? Um, you know, we're going to stick with our 4-3 hybrid type 5-2 defense. And, you know, I think tonight's game is going to come down to who controls both sides of the ball on the lines. And, you know, whoever comes out and blocks and executes should have a good chance of winning the game. Talk with the head football coach at Cambridge, Scott Porter. Uh, give us a little look as to what you see from Elm Creek, Coach, and do they compare to anybody you've played this year? Um, you know, from watching film, they seem like they want to get their running game going and want to stick with it. You know, they will throw in play-action passes just like we do to keep defenses honest, and, you know, they'll – spread you out too if the running game's not quite working for them so you know I think it's kind of a carbon copy of each other and they're evident or they are more used to the eight-man game since this is just our first year but you know I think it should be one heck of an eight-man game. You had a handful of common opponents how many times did you actually see Elm Creek on film before this week? Um twice we they played Bertrand before we did and then um just watching film for getting ready for him tonight they played Alma after we played Alma so them you know those two teams in our district played Elm Creek so we kind of have you know got a feeling and we were fortunate enough to run into Elm Creek a couple times at camp this summer and so, you know, we're not walking in totally blind. We have a good feel of their personnel and what they're going to try to accomplish. Last minute here with Scott Porter, the head football coach of the Cambridge Trojans. And obviously, uh, with all the time and the deep runs that you made at Blue Hill, you know what playoff football is all about. You've been the favorite. You've been the underdog. Obviously, you're going to be the underdog here tonight. What's the keys to be in this game to have a chance to pull the upset, Scott? Um, first and most off, you know, offensively, just coming out, worrying about ourselves, executing, making the blocks that we need to, and then, of course, taking care of the rock. And then on the defensive side of the ball, playing uh, assignment football and making sure we wrap up and don't allow them to have any cutback lanes. And, you know, I think those are the main keys on both sides of the ball. All right, Scotty, we'll let you get back to preparations here. Always great to chat with you, and uh, we're looking forward to a competitive game. Uh, congrats on getting back into the playoffs with the Trojans. Best of luck tonight. All right, thank you very much. That's Scott Porter, head football coach of the Cambridge Trojans. We'll talk with Jay Stulen of Elm Creek as we get ready for D1 playoff action right here on ESPN Radio. This sports broadcast is proudly brought to you in part by Foster Family Foods in Elm Creek. Foster's is your full-service grocery store. Shop Foster's Family Foods for the finest meats, freshest produce, and every week there are great savings and specials. Fast, friendly, hometown, personal service. At Foster's Family Foods in Elm Creek, your satisfaction is always our number one goal. Foster's Family Foods, the little store that's big on you. Best of luck to all the area athletes. 
Welcome back to the New Tech Seed pregame show as the Elm Creek Buffaloes try to keep their undefeated season rolling here as the playoffs get underway against a formidable foe in the Cambridge Trojans. Head coach Jace Doolin joining us. And uh, coach, uh, first off, uh, congratulations again on an undefeated season. Very impressive uh, the way your ball club uh, was able to wrap up the season. Saw you two weeks ago against Alma, jumped on them early, and then uh, won the shootout with South Loop uh, last week. Tell me a little bit about how the last two weeks, in your eyes, uh, you've seen your team improve. Um, just really the, each week throughout the season, the last two weeks, um, knowing a, a great opponent's coming in and preparing each week, uh, our our leadership up front, our leadership and our seniors, and they've kind of really took it upon themselves uh, going into those last two weeks and knowing you're playing teams that are going to be going deep in the playoffs, uh, you really kind of that prepare week, that preparedness, and getting ready for that an opponent like that. Um, the leadership steps up. Uh, you see it in practice, and kids stepping up, and um, it's really a it's kind of a nice thing to see that um, the kids are meshing, the kids getting along. It's a big happy family, and um, as a coach, it, things go well when you, you got that going on. What did you learn positive, maybe some things that you need to work on uh, or was exposed against these two quality ball clubs? Um, just really just lining up uh, South Loop. They they showed some a lot of formations and a lot of – they showed a little bit of different stuff. They did show some motion and um, just the in-game checks and that stuff and being, being able to adapt in the middle of a game, um, playing – top quality opponents like that they're going to have some things that they haven't shown on film um we know that going in the week and just making sure that we get to our assignments on defense on offense uh it, there's not a lot of that I, I don't like uh on our offense there's just everything is hitting on all cylinders we're playing really well on offense um the line is communicating really well We've, we're figuring things out and we're getting to our assignments on offense. Uh, we're we're going to be a tough, tough team to stop um, coming in the playoffs, uh, and just taking care of the football. That's that's the main thing on on offense. And don't put ourselves in uh, bad situations, and don't put ourselves uh, turning the ball over or put the opponent in short field position. Uh, if we do that, I think we're we're going to be good in the playoffs. Jace Doolin, head football coach at Elm Creek. And that's something I noticed uh, in the Alma game, uh, Jace, is that it just seemed like the flow was there. Everybody was kind of on the same page. You didn't have to worry about delay games or getting the plays in or having the right personnel in there. Uh, what do you credit that to? I know some of these seniors have been maybe three-year starters for you. Yeah, experience has a lot to do with it. Um, and the kids, once you get late in the season, you get you get the flow in practice. Uh, early on in the year, you kind of – you're correcting things and you don't get a flow. Uh, now when we go into our team offense and practice it, we're flying through it. Um, we're running 20 plays in offense and in 12, 15 minutes and we're going through. There's not a lot of corrections. The, the kids are doing their assignments correctly and that turns over in the game. Uh, the confidence that they have that they know that when they're going to the line that they're going to make they're going to make their block. They're going to win their one-on-one. Uh, they have that confidence going into it. 
Brock Miner has been banged up a little bit here for you, but you've got some depth, uh, especially in the junior Devin Walker. Uh, tell me a little bit about what uh, Devin has and if there's really any difference in those two ball players. Uh, there is a difference, um, and we used them. We we used them pretty fifty fifty before Brock's a high ankle sprain, and it's it's one of those things. Devin's kind of he's the quicker back, he's the shiftier back. He's going to try to make him miss, and Brock's got some size on him. He's going to run you over. Um, now with Devin, speed speed matters. Uh, speed's a huge part of the eight band game or any football game, and he's got a lot of it. So. Uh, when he has the ball in his hands, he has the opportunity to to take it to the take take to take it to the house and just really uh he's a dynamic threat. Um, Devin's done a great job. He didn't play last year with a broken collarbone, so this is his first year of full varsity action. So um, he's definitely progressed throughout the year, and um, he's definitely got a lot better every single game. And I like the way he's running the football now. Last minute here with Jace Doolin, Elm Creek, getting ready to take on Cambridge, a traditional program, but finally down in the eight-man ranks, and Elm Creek is in the years bounced from 11 to eight-man, but a lot of tradition between the two schools. They always like to run the ball, but they do have that hoteling kid. They can haul in a lot of passes. What do you see from them? Uh, that's just it. They, they definitely, they're a big physical team. They're going to come in. They're going to try to own the line of scrimmage. Um, I think that's going to be an interesting matchup going in, uh, into the game, and um, they're just they're physical. They're up. They don't we don't think they have a lot of speed. Uh, well, I think we got them on that part of it is our 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 speed and our athleticism, um, but they are physical. The hoteling kid is he's a one of a kind. He's a dynamic player. Um, he's a playmaker. Um, I definitely look to him multiple times on offense and. He he's a kid that can take the game over by himself. So when we're on defense, we gotta know where he's at. We gotta know who who has him. We gotta know whose assignment to guard him and cover him. And um, he's definitely gonna be a focal point on our defense. To, so that, um, we know that uh, if we can stop him, um, we're gonna have a sh- good shot at winning the game. And, and finally, Jace, uh, I know it's always one game at a time with the coaches, but when you picked up the bracket and looked at it, at least uh, your pod, uh, there's the Medicine Valley Kennesaw winner, Burwell, who made it to the state finals, South Loop. Uh, that's a great first-round game. Perkins County is down there. What do you think about uh, what it's going to take to get through that pod to get to where you were a couple seasons ago? Um, it, it's going to take, like you said, we got to take it one game at a time. Um, all those teams, there's – they're all lethal. They're all talented. Um, Kennesaw has come back with a, a great season after playing us and Palmer the first two games of the year. Um, they're a great team. coming. So them and uh, Medicine Valley is going to be a good good matchup uh, for us to see. In, or for, if we win, we can see in the, first, the next round. Um, and then you said it, the other side of the bracket is just as loaded to get to the quarterfinal game. Um, so, uh, second round of the playoffs on our side of the bracket, there are going to be some good games, um, whoever makes it. Uh, hopefully, we can take care of Cambridge um, and move on. All right, Chase. Uh, always fun watching the Buffaloes play. Appreciate your time, and the best of luck tonight. Thank you very much, Doug. That's Chase Doolin, head coach of the Elm Creek Buffaloes. We'll return on the New Tech Seed pregame show with the starting lineup as the state playoffs kick off right after this on ESPN Radio. No matter where you are, even out in this cornfield, 
When you work with CHS, you're connected. Connected to global grain buyers and food companies. Connected to dependable energy at the pump, at home, and on the job. Connected to food ingredients tailored to your specific needs. Whether it's in energy, grains, or foods, you're connected. CHS, resources for enriching lives. And welcome back, everyone, to state football playoff action here on ESPN Radio and the New Tech Seed pregame show. Doug Duda, Larry Baker with you live from Elm Creek. And, Larry, uh, unlike the uh, shootout that we saw earlier today up at uh, SEM where Garden County won at 54-35, if Cambridge is going to have a chance to pull an upset, they can't get in a shootout with Elm Creek. And Elm Creek really hasn't been held down by anybody. No, I and, and in some ways I would argue for – for Cambridge to have a chance today. It maybe has to be a shootout, Doug, because Cambridge is going to score. You've just got a situation where they spread the ball around, and, you know, you would think coming in that these would just be incredible jump off the uh, out-at-your-face numbers coming at you from Elm Creek. But, you know, this thing starts for Elm Creek with Devin Walker. Uh, He's a 6'2", 165-pound junior. He absolutely flies, Doug. He's super fast. He's got a ton of shake. On the year, you know, he's only rushed the ball for 713 yards, modest eight-man numbers. But let me tell you right now, if you just look at the page, you think, ah, we got a shot. Good luck. Because the fullback right in front of him is LaShawn Thornabar. He's a six-foot-three, 200-pound senior. That's what the the backfield looks like. You know, he's got uh, 496 yards rushing, 130 receiving this whole thing goes through these two dudes, and and they're huge up front, Doug. They're going to go 6'4", 270, 6'2", 275, 6'2", 210, 6'5", 200. I mean, they've got some guys up front that look like they belong uh, in some big-time football. And when you have big dudes up front and guys behind that can just flat-out run, it's going to be hard for Cambridge to take care of that. And I think one of the deals with that, Doug, is when you look at the matchup as a whole, we talk about Elm Crick's offense. If we take a look at Cambridge's defense, Cambridge's defense has given up 2,500 yards this year, Doug, almost 1,600 on the ground. That does not spell well tonight. The one thing I can tell you is Cambridge's coached by one of the best coaches in the state of Nebraska, Scott Porter, been to numerous state championship games, of course, as the head coach at Blue Hill, won a state championship in 2008 with Blue Hill. He knows what he's doing, and his teams always play well defensively. One thing that just seemed to make sense for me as I looked at this game and watched film on both sides, Cambridge comes into this game with 18 takeaways, Doug. They're averaging over a couple a night, that is a Scott Porter M.O. He always takes the ball away when he's on defense. Well, we will take a look at the starting lineups and get you ready for tonight's eight-man opening round contest. Cambridge and Elm Creek right after this on the New Tech Seed pregame show. The officers and staff of First Tier Bank take pride in providing professional banking services with several convenient locations in Elm Creek, Kearney, and Holdridge. First Tier Bank offers a full line of banking and financial services, including checking and savings accounts, loans, investment, and insurance services, and the online banking services offered at First Tier, including online bill pay. First Tier Bank, Kearney, Elm Creek, and Holdridge, an equal housing lender, member FDIC. 
This broadcast is made possible in part by Rusty's Fertilizer in Elm Creek, a proud sponsor of all area athletes. Rusty's Fertilizer is the only place you need to go to get all the fertilizers you need to keep your farm growing year after year. Rusty's has been your fertilizer experts in Elm Creek for generations, and they're up to date on all the chemicals and fertilizers, so trust the experts at Rusty's Fertilizer in Elm Creek. Doug Duda along with Larry Baker, our producer engineer Billy Thompson, getting you ready for high school football action tonight here on Central Nebraska's ESPN Radio Superstation and also two other games going on right now. Kennesaw taking on Medicine Valley on Classic Hits 98.9 and on the breeze 94.5 Blue Hill is at home taking on Paxton. Let's take a look at the starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. First off for Cambridge, on the line tonight, the center is number 55, six-foot, 200-pound junior, Drew Holtz. He is followed by the guards, number 57, six-foot, 200-pound junior, Wyatt Feeney, and number 74, 5'10", 185-pound senior, Avery Johnson. Also on the line is number 78, 6'5", 280-pound junior, Tyler Borland. At the end, number 31, 6'5", 225-pound junior, outstanding receiver, the leading receiver, Caden Hotelling. And the running backs, number 24, 5'8", 140-pound senior, Connor Bonjoff. And number 42, 6'4", 195-pound junior, Tayton Benson. The quarterback for the Trojans is number 8, a 5'10", 160-pound senior in Tyler Witte. The head coach is Scott Porter, assisted by Jason Benson, Lance Shiflett, Bronson Soucy and Wade Vaughn. Cambridge is four and four on the season. They started two and three and ended two and one. Their losses undefeated Perkins County, Dundee County, Stratton, Alma, and Medicine Valley. Their wins Decatur Community out of Kansas, Bertrand, Southwest, and last week against Amherst. For the Elm Creek Buffaloes, at center number 64, 6'4, 270 pounds, senior Nate Bartling. The guards are number 42, 5'10", 190-pound junior, Lathan Jonak, and number 50, 6'2", 210-pound junior, Nate Fields. At the end, number 12, 6'195", pound junior, Austin Geis, and number 40, 6'5", 200-pound senior, Nolan Meyer. The running backs, number 4, 6'3", 200-pound senior, LaShawn Thornabar, and number 22, 6'2", 165-pound junior, Devin Walker. The quarterback, number 18, 5'9", 160-pound senior in Dylan Gilming. The head coach of the undefeated top 10-ranked Elm Creek Buffaloes is Jace Doolin, assisted by Mark Stone, Zach Crowley, and Riley Sutherland. The eight wins included a nice win over previously unbeaten South Loop last week. They've also uh, beaten... The following teams this year, Kennesaw, Bertrand, Nebraska Christian, and then Ravenna, Amherst, Overton, and Alma. But, Larry, they've been tested the last two games. Our starting lineup's brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. They have been tested, Doug. And I think last year was the year they really grew because most people, not only in Elm Creek, but around the state of Nebraska, thought this season was supposed to be last year, Doug. And with some injuries and some things just didn't go quite right, they end up three and five, four and four, something along those lines, and it just didn't work out for them. This year, they've been through those those battles. Last year, they've clearly done the work in the off season, and yeah, you know they've taken care of the guys they were supposed to take care of. But most importantly, uh, what we saw them do is when they were tested, and I, I've watched the game, the South Loop Elm Creek game, and, and they were very dominating in the way they did things, Doug. And So they've been tested, and they've passed the test. 
Let's take a look at the kids that uh, are banged up tonight. Our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with two locations in Kearney. Uh, the most notable injury for Elm Creek is going to be that to uh, running back Brock Miner uh, with that injured ankle. And uh, Devin Walker is going to do a great job in his uh, absence, but uh, Miner uh, is obviously a senior leader for this football team. Yeah, I mean, Miner's had a great year, Doug. You're talking about... A guy that's got 500 yards rushing uh, in seven games. Well, that's a look at your injury report and our injury report. Hopefully we don't have to go to uh, the rest of the night. And, of course, uh, our injury report is brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. Getting you back into the game of life with two locations in Kearney. We're getting close to the kickoff of tonight's D1 State Football Playoff Contest. Elm Creek getting ready to take on... Cambridge and uh, the winner tonight could be an interesting road uh, down the playoffs as a Kennesaw and Medicine Valley, the 6-11 on the other side. And of course, Elm Creek, uh, Cambridge, they've each at least seen those two teams. You've been listening to the New Tech Seed pregame show. New Tech Seed, your yield leader, contact Terry and Jason Stark or a New Tech Seed dealer near you. The high school football action coming your way next here on Central Nebraska's ESPN Radio Superstation, KXPN Kearney, KICS Hastings, and online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Kelly's Sales and Service in Elm Creek is proud a supporter of the area athletes in tonight's game. See Kelly's for everything automotive, from minor tune-ups to major repairs. Or if you're tired of putting money into that old car, talk to them about great selection of used vehicles that they have on the lot. If they don't have the car that you're looking for, they can find it. Proud sponsor of all high school sports. Best of luck, Buffaloes. Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products. Your provider of GM-powered natural gas and LP high-efficiency irrigation engine and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings. Your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. I had some things bothering me, some pain, and doctors suspected that it was cancer. All of a sudden I get a call and I found out the cancer is moving to your lungs very rapidly. You need to go see Dr. Pornshaw immediately. I had knew about the Morrison Cancer Center, yes. I had heard some good things about it. I didn't even think about going anywhere else. Chemo is very tough. They cared about every step of the process. They made you feel at home as, as well as they can in a cancer center. I had nine weeks of treatment, and then you know, we did a couple more tests down the road with them, and then they said things started to turn around a little. It was, uh, I don't know, it's hard to describe. It was like a weight being lifted. It changes your life every minute for the rest of it. I'm Ronald Faber, and I was treated here in Mary Lanning. Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. Let's take a look at some of the scores from around the state. In the first quarter, Palmer 16, Amherst 7. Alma rallied to beat Hemingford today, 44-32. West Holt upset Dundee County Stratton, 32-30. Chambers Wheeler Central over Sutherland, 54-12. At the half, it's Medicine Valley 8, Kennesaw 6 on Classic Hits, 98-9. Also at the half, Perkins County 48, Bertrand nothing. 
In the D1 East, Guardian Angels leads Clearwater Orchard 46-6 in the second quarter. East Butler over High Plains 26-0 at the half. Lords leads Carson Lee, Clarkson Lee 40-0 in the third. Howells Dodds leads Johnson Brock 36-24 in the fourth. Tri-County beat Harnington Newcastle. Creighton was a winner over Diller Odell. Garden County beat SEM. Twin Loop over Juanita Palisade. O'Neill St. Mary's over Eustace Farnham. Loomis 42-34 over North Central. We're ready to get our game underway, and the ball is in the air. Cambridge will try and return it here, and they'll scoop the ball up at the five-yard line, but it took them a while to go get it up the right sideline to the 10 to the 15 and almost to the 20 at the 19-yard line. Yeah, look for a second, Doug, like he was going to actually get loose. Uh, it took him forever to pick it up, and sometimes those those squibbers like that are the ones that you can return for touchdowns because everybody gets kind of gets out of their lanes. So it'll be first down and 10 here for the Cambridge Trojans. Boy, there's a big difference in offensive line in this game than the one we just did. And they go with that unbalanced line, strong to the left side, witty under center, turn and hand it off with these neat-looking uniforms with the orange and white crashing over the 20-yard line. Short gain that time for Tayton Benson. Yeah, and they'll go as Tayton Benson goes, Doug. He's got 1,418 yards rushing on the season, but they're going to have to be able to deal with LaShawn Thornabar coming off the edge right there. They tried to run away from him, and he came right down, heel line down the line of scrimmage and made the tackle. He is an electric DN. Going to be a gain of two. Unbalanced eye formation. Just a run heavy. Benson, left side has room, 25-30. Down the left sideline, 35, and pushed out of bounds right at the midfield marker at the 40-yard line, a gain of 18. Yeah, and that was a great run. There, they Thornabar got caught in the wash. They blocked it the exact same way. Thornabar was coming downhill, and they got it blocked in the wash. It'll, he got caught in the wash and got tripped up. What will be interesting is when they run at him, like right now he is to the field side, and they've ran it at the boundary, and it looks like they're lined up to do it again. But it'll be interesting to see if they read him or block him. Now they've went to a balance line, eye formation, give it to Benson off the left side, and he is going to get into Elm Creek territory at the 37-yard line, a gain of three. Yeah, Nathan Bartling, he's the big nose guard there, Doug, 6'4", 270. He plays guard on offense. He's a kid that, uh, well, he's not a kid. He's a man. He's a big old dude. But I, I like how Cambridge is moving the ball here. It'll be second down, seven yards to go. Cambridge on the opening possession of the ball game here at Elm Creek. Back to the I formation. Benson the I back. This time they'll go on a counterplay with Benson. He's hit in the backfield. It's stripped away from him by Thornabar, and he's headed the other way. He'll get to the 40, to the 30, still inbounds to the 20, and down to the 18-yard line. A strip on the play just as Cambridge had something going. Yeah, he's just so electric, Doug. Uh, they're running a nasty split with that end, and they uh, getting the DN to bet out on him, and they kicked him out. It, that play was going to go for a bunch, but Thornabar coming, just like we said on the previous plays, coming on that junk play off the backside. He didn't make the tackle that time. He just grabbed the ball and took off running. So Elm Creek will take over. They're actually inside the 20 at the 18-yard line. And that'll shake Cambridge a little bit right there. They had gotten off to a good start as the big underdog. Eye formation, Thornabar the fullback. The eye back, Walker. Pitch play left side, Walker. Trying to get to the outside, Thornabar. Kick out block. We've got a flag on the back side of the play as he gets inside the 15 and pushed out of bounds at the 10. Would have been a gain of eight. 
but this one's coming back. Yeah, uh, Elm Creek is aggressive enough up front. You're going to have some of these holds today, Doug. Um, I'm sure that's what this is. Yeah, it is holding Elm Creek. But that toss, what you saw there, get used to it. It's going to be toss trap every now and then. Elm Creek will get in some goofy spread stuff that they really don't belong in, you know, as I see on the film. But I'm telling you right now, it's old school toss and iso, and they're good at it. Yeah, they got the big boys, and then they got the speed to go along with it. So the ball will be moved back to the 28-yard line. It'll be first down and 20, Elm Creek, 10-27 to go in a scoreless first quarter here on ESPN. Again, Cambridge returned the opening kickoff to the 19, a nice 18-yard run by Tayton Benson, took it to midfield, and just a couple of plays later, he was stripped on a counterplay by Thornabar. After the hold, they'll try that first offensive snap again. At the 28 at Cambridge, they'll take it and hand it off to Walker straight up the middle, and there is nothing there. Great job coming through for the Cambridge Trojans to yeah. jump on the play. Yeah, that was Wyatt Fine. Did it just an absolutely incredible job, Doug. Uh, they tried to run uh, uh, power there, and he filled and just did a great job. Just like your backyard, Feeney. Feeney, on the yeah, tackle. I when I said fine as I looked at it, I figured that might be what it is. And that's going to be a loss of two on the play for Walker. So it's second down and 20. Power eye formation again. Double tied in. Gilming looks over. Quickly gets under center. Fakes the handoff. Wants to throw out to the flat. Thornabar's wide open. Got it at the 20. Makes a man miss at the 15. He'll be drunk down from behind right near the first down marker. He will be short at the 11-yard line. It's going to be a gain of 18, and it'll be third down and two. Yeah, just a tremendous-looking football player is LaShawn Thornabar. And, Doug, he is who they will throw it to. He's their leading receiver, 130 yards you know, they've only thrown it for 385 yards on the season, but it is Thornabar most generally, 130. Walker now out of the backfield has caught exactly zero passes. Third down and two, back to the I formation, Gilming. He'll take the snap, he'll hand it to Walker, trying to follow Thornabar, but they tripped him up, and now Walker is thrown backwards, and he's going the wrong way. They'll give him progress to the 15, but that is a loss of four, and it'll bring up fourth down and seven. Yeah, Caden Hotelling did a great job there, Doug. You'll see this out of him at times where Devin Walker will get a little Barry Sanders in him and go backwards, but it seemed to pay off for them this year because they find a way to get the money back, but it is fourth down. Fourth down, we'll call it seven yards to go, maybe six. High formation, they go for it, Gilming. Play action pass goes to the end zone into double coverage. It's going to be picked off and then out of bounds. They drop oh. the ball. Oh, no, no, he needed to, Doug. He needed to knock it down. One official says it's incomplete. The other says it's an interception inside the one. They're going to discuss it here. Oh, you all. No matter what, it's going to be Cambridge football, but it'll either be Cambridge football out at the 20 or it'll be Cambridge football inside the one. Yeah, they're going to get it at the 15 yard line or the 20. And you want it at the 15. You, you preach your kids, knock it down. Don't catch it. Know the down and distance. Knock that football down. Don't catch it. So a turnover, but it was fourth down. And it is at the Cambridge one-yard line. Boy, now figure out how to block number four here. I'm telling you, Thornball will be coming here. Maybe run toss out his way. I don't know. So it'll be first out and 10 at their own one, scoreless. Cambridge got the stop after the turnover, but now can they move more than a few yards? They'll turn, pitch it right side. Benson finds a little crease, gets out to the five, runs over a man, takes it out to the seven, 
And Tayton Benson runs hard and gets six. Yeah, that's a great tough run there. Now, I did just see LaShawn Thornabar line up on the right side where he'd been on the left. We need to pay attention. He may be following a specific lineman, Doug, of Cambridge. Well, there are some big boys out there right now. Doug Duda, Larry Baker with you here on ESPN Radio. Scoreless in the first four minutes. Cambridge, second possession, second down. They'll hand it to Benson. He just about didn't get the football, and so he slowed down and got swallowed up at the 10-yard line. He's going to get a couple. It'll be third and one. Boy, this is a big down. Bartling in on the tackle for Elm Creek. We'll keep you up to date on some other scores around the area as well. But, again, the winner of this game gets the winner of Kennesaw and Medicine Valley. And uh, that game was 8-6 Med Valley at the half. It is third down and one. And they'll go to the unbalanced line again. Go straight ahead and Woody, nobody was there. There was no nose guard and he takes it out to the 15-yard line. He gains five, an easy first down. See, that's that's Scott Porter uh, being smart, understanding that he can out-formation you. They went heavy there, Doug, and because Elm Creek's playing a nose guard, when you add the extra lineman to go unbalanced, you have to treat treat the unbalanced guard as the center. So it moves 64 over to the guard. That's a great job by Porter, understanding how the defense has to react to that and then run in quarterback sneak. Yeah, usually two guards, two ends, your backs, but they run two guards and a tackle here. And back to pass Woody. Play action rolls out under pressure. He is going to have to tiptoe the sideline, and he does tiptoe the sideline to get some positive yardage as he was chased by two or three of Buffalo's, most notably Nolan Meyer, and also over there Preston Walker. They'll say he stepped out of bounds at the 18, a gain of two, maybe three, second down and seven. You know, Doug, um, this is Cambridge's first year in eight-man football, and we know Scott has uh, been deep in the playoffs in eight-man many times, but with this unbalanced, what they're doing, that's an 11-man concept. Mm-hmm. He just run 11-man football on that side. And now they'll go unbalanced, strong to the right side, the wide side of the field. Benson will follow his blockers, but Thornabar comes through and grabs him at the line of scrimmage and drops him down at the 19-yard line. Got back to the line of scrimmage. They are very nice and give him a yard. It'll be third and six. Yeah, Thornabar, Preston uh, Walker did a great job there as well. Just filled straight downhill. Meyer was in there as well. Third and six, Cambridge at their own 19. Scoreless at Elm Creek, 6.15 to go first quarter. Unbalanced strong to the right side this time. Out of the eye formation, Benson on third and long. They hand it to him. He crashes into the line, and he is not going to be there. Got about half of it to the 22, maybe the 22-and-a-half-yard line. It'll be fourth and and two-and-a-half. You know, Doug, Cambridge has thrown the ball for over 1,100 yards on the season. Uh, they may be a little bit worried about a pass rush here and not wanting to take a big sack in that situation. Very well may be what you have going on there because they have not wanted to throw the ball yet. And we will see a putt for the first time in a ball game. Again, each team's first possession ended on a turnover. Good snap, minimal rush, kicks high, fairly short. It'll be taken by Walker at the 26, makes the first man miss up to the 30. Down the left sideline, runs over a man at the 35 and steps out of bounds at the 36-yard line. That is a punt of... Just 28 yards, if I've added that up right, from the 22 to the 30, 18 and 10 is 28 yards, and a return of about six, and that's where Elm Creek will take over. 
Yeah, and you see Walker there. I'm just telling you, the opposing coach, you've just got your heart in your throat as he takes off. Take a look at some more scores here along the uh, PlatteRiverPreps.com scoreboard. Palmer leads Amherst 24-7 in the second quarter, the top seed in the D1 West. Medicine Valley leading Kennesaw at the half, 8-6. South Loop and Burwell each have scored 7-7 in the first quarter. First down and 10, Elm Creek at their own 35-yard line. Fake the jet sweep, give it to Thornavar off the left side, makes the first man miss, gets to the left side, midfield, shoved out of bounds into the Cambridge bench at the 39-yard line, a gain of five. See, that's just inverted veer. They put the guy in motion, read him across. Okay, that's inverted veer. On that, Doug, you just got to say we got to tackle Thornabar. We'll live with it if the quarterback gets loose. Thornabar can't be the one that beats us. It'll be second down here. And five yards to go just across midfield as Gilming looks over the line. He goes so quick under the center and then uh, hands it off to Devin Walker, who bounces to the left side, has the first down right at the marker, it looks like, as he gets inside the 35 to the 34-yard line. Yeah, that was just straight power. The off, the big guys up front, the offensive lineman, did a dynamite job there, Doug. Uh, Nate Fields, Nathan Bartling, they just crashed that thing down, and then Thornabaugh led on that DN, kicked him out, old-school power. Yeah, you don't want to th- see Thornabar get ahead of steam if you're a linebacker rolling over there because it's going to be a big collision. First down and 10 as Elm Creek has it for the second time scoreless as we approach five minutes to go here in the first quarter. Out of the pistol for the first time, Thornabar the lone back, give it to him off the left side. He breaks first contact to the 31, a gain of three. You're hardly ever going to be able to bring Thornabar down one-on-one. Well, yeah, the tough piece is there, Doug, is they're splitting – Walker out, and then he's the one they send in motion on the jet sweep, right? And then for the inverted veer, then it's Thornabaugh coming. I mean, my goodness, that's a tough assignment. But Cambridge has done so far so good here, trying to hang in as the number 14 seed. Scoreless, four and a half and counting. Out of the pistol, they will split Walker out wide to the right on second down and seven. Now they send him in motion. They fake the jet sweep. They give it to Thornabar. Starts right side, comes up the middle, and he is stacked up right there. Good tackle by Wyatt Feeney, and he is barely going to get a half a yard. It'll be third down and six. Yeah, Doug, that's, and that's just great scheme. Did you see that? You had two linebackers standing there waiting on Thornabar. What you're going to see is them run that, and they're going to get it to Walker on the perimeter. That's the big test. Do they have the perimeter taken care of, too? Then they have to go away from the play completely. Back to the I formation here on third and six at the Cambridge 31-yard line. Gilming, he's one for two, pitches it to Walker, wants to try to get outside. He's dancing, but he's not going to get much. Inside the 30 will give him the 28. It's a gain of two, and it's going to be fourth down and four. Yeah, and I'm sure Elm Creek will go for it. And If I was them, I'd just run toss uh, again. He'll get out there and go. It's their best play with their best player. But I will tell you, Doug, Cambridge is ready to play tonight. I thought Porter would have a defense ready to go. He does. I mean, there's three minutes left in the first here. No score. And Elm Creek, a very high-octane offense. And we see fourth and three at the 28. Gilming, toss sweep left side. Walker tries to get outside. Now cuts back inside, does a little dance, and breaks a tackle and has the first down and gets inside the 20 to the 18. Boy, he had to do a lot on his own that time, Larry. Yeah, his patience are amazing, Doug. He got out on the edge and just found a way to keep kind of shucking and jiving and 
moving his feet. You know, Doug, this is a team that averages 51 points a game. They don't get held scoreless in the first quarter very often, very often, excuse me, averaging 51 a night. So that'll move the sticks. Walker with the biggest offensive play on the ground so far here in this first quarter. First and 10, they'll officially say the 17-yard line here for Elm Creek. Back to the pistol with Walker out to the right. Back to pass is Gilming. Looks to Walker. Hit as he throws. Instead, they're going to go into the corner to Dominic Johns. Walker actually came on a slant, and then they ran Johns deep, but well overthrown and out of bounds. Yeah, Caden Hotelling. Gave him all 6'5 and 225 pounds, Doug. I mean, he ripped him. Interesting to see how some of somebody like a Thornabar went in practice this week to try to match up defensively with what Cambridge does. That's exactly right. Second down and 10, scoreless, 242 to go first quarter. Elm Creek at the Cambridge 17-yard line. Tight eye formation this time. Gilming, pitch play, Walker against starts right. Cuts back, has a seam, 15-10, only one man to beat. He beats him, touchdown, Elm Creek. 17 yards, Devin Walker. You got to buzz your feet against this kid. That whole thing, Doug, the whole way through, was he cut the thing back about four times. And I think the great lesson there for young players is his cutback was only one step and he got it vertical. Then it was one step and vertical. He didn't cut it all the way back across the field. One step, make the guy miss, get it vertical. One step, make the guy miss, and get it into the end zone. And now they will line up, and Elm Creek will go for two. This is a program in the past that has had good kickers, but they will go for two here. They'll put Walker, slot to the right side, put him in motion, and toss it to Thornabar. Walker trying to get the block. Thornabar cuts back, gets in there. Two-point conversion is good. And with 2.36 to go in the first quarter of play, Elm Creek is up 8-0. We have a flag at the end of the play here, and it is holding. So they'll have to try it again. And a lot tougher to get that two-point conversion from the 13-yard line. Well, I'll tell you what. This maybe doesn't have anything to do with the game. But Cambridge travels well. We know the tradition in that program. They must have 20 cheerleaders over there, Doug, and I'm not exaggerating. And I don't think they necessarily get in free, so you're not just a cheerleader to get God, into the game free. Mike, Mike Dynas says I'm the king of hyperbole. There is no hyperbole. There might be 20 uh, of them over there. There are a lot of fans as well, and, of course, what a beautiful night. Uh, the stands are full here at Elm Creek. Of course, usually the best seat is along the fence, yes. and uh, we got plenty of them there. So now we line up to go for two. It's put out wide to the right is Thornabar. Might be a jump ball situation. That's exactly what it is. One-on-one for Thornabar, a little hand play, and it is knocked away. Good defense over there by Tyler Witte. He just waited for the ball to come down and ripped the arms once the ball made contact, and this time the two-point conversion is no good. So with 2.36 to go in the first quarter, it's Elm Creek 6, and Cambridge nothing. Our five-points bank touchdown, a 17-yard run from Devin Walker. Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products, your provider of GM-powered natural gas, and LP high-efficiency irrigation engines, and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life. With two locations in Kearney, the Ortho Clinic at the Kearney Clinic and the Rehab Clinic at the ENT Building. 
Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, a very proud supporter of the area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravenna, and Wood River, Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. Doug Duda, Larry Baker, as Elm Creek ready to boot it away here with LaShawn Thornabar. And Cambridge was able to return the first one. And will they get a chance on the second one? No, it'll sail over Benson's head into the end zone, and it'll be first and 10 at the 15-yard line. Tell you what, the field is in great condition here today, just like it was at SEM. Our field conditions brought to you by Impact Ag Partners and Craig Weeches and Todd Travis, your local Pioneer Seed dealer. Where can growers turn for the latest weather, market updates, and agronomy information to help get the most out of every acre? It's easy, Pioneer.com and MobilePioneer.com on your smartphone. The great seeds and success for a better yield start with Pioneer and Impact Ag Partners. Thanks to those folks for, again, being great sponsors of high school sports. Now Cambridge, who has moved the ball a little bit, is back on offense, trailing 6 nothing with 2.36 to go here in the first quarter. And it's pretty simple. Benson off the left side. And what are you seeing defensively right now, Larry, from Elm Creek? Because uh, he's, he's popped a couple of medium runs, but they're starting to figure it out. Yeah, well, and there, Cambridge came out in a different formation than they've been in. Uh, that was an ace formation there. So they're, Cambridge is trying something a little different, too. But with Elm Creek, this boils down to Elm Creek is just better up front. They're making him make enough cuts that the linebackers are able to rally. He hasn't been free yet. And it looks like we've got to make a defensive substitution here as Tanner Swartwood has to come out. I don't know if his helmet popped off during the play, but he runs over and the coach is talking to him. Yeah. Walker checks in. He looks a little distraught right now. Coach is really talking to him. On second down, Benson right side has the hole across the 25 and down to the 28 of first down, a gain of 10. See, I think Cambridge just needs to keep it up, Doug. I mean, Thornball makes the tackle again, but from across the field, he's just able to get through uh, the trash easy enough, but they're not getting it done at the point of attack. Elm Creek is not getting it done at the point of attack. Well, two big running backs, Benson, 6'4", 195. Now they're going to go to the I formation on the unbalanced line, strong to the right. Benson follows his fullback, a little bit of a crease. The line continues to move. He stood up at the 34 and then brought down. At the 35-yard line, and another good ball. gain, a gain of seven. And Benson is a little slow to get up this time. Uh, he got turned over in the pile. Well, and those hurt, Doug. When you get whacked from the side or behind, you don't see that guy coming. He's full steam, and those hurt. I think they all hurt, Larry. <laughs> Doug Duda, Larry Baker with you here on KXPN Carney, KICS Hastings. And the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Our internet streaming brought to you by Barney Insurance, Carney, Lexington, Holdridge, Lincoln. Out of the eye, Woody turns. Benson puts both hands over the football. Big hole right side. Blasts into Elm Creek territory for another first down to the 37-yard line. A gain of eight more. Yeah, and this is the kind of stuff Porter loves. He loves this kind of football. When he won his state championship and played for those other state championships, Doug, uh, you know, three times in a row to the finals, it was all GT Power I football, just like this. 12 carries, 66 yards for Benson, and we still have a minute to go in the first quarter. There's carry number 13, same spot, but this time Elm Creek closes the hole a little bit better. Bartling is in there on the tackle, 
and trying to pick up that second number, but I know Bartling landed yeah. on top. No, it was Bartling there. Drew Holtz, he just locked Bartling out. Uh, number uh, 55 for Cambridge, the offensive lineman. Holtzy. Just absolutely. Or Holtz, excuse me. Yeah, I said Holtz. You correct me and say Holtz, and we'll have this down. Yeah, we'll cover both, cover both pages that way. But it is Holtz, and that's a gain of four, second and six at the Elm Creek. Uh, 33, and now they line up in a shotgun with both backs ahead of Witte, and he wants to run it, but his feet give out as he gets to the 30-yard line. Now that offense is what you get to at what he ran when he was at Blue Hill, Doug, when they went to eight-man, where they get two backs, the the um, quarterback, and it's all quarterback power. And that will bring us to the end of the first quarter of play. Pretty competitive, a lot of running, and after one, it's Elm Creek six and Cambridge nothing. You're listening to the state football playoffs on ESPN Radio. Have you ever seen a dented tortoise? The same way a thick tortoise shell protects its occupant, the bullet spray and bed liners from the dent poppers protect your pickup truck's bed. No rust, corrosion, dents, or scratches ever. Guaranteed for as long as you own your truck, and it says so in writing. Bullet spray on liners is the one that goes on hot, stays strong. That means your truck holds its value longer. Surprised that the dent popper now applies bullet spray on? Don't be. The dent popper's been on the leading edge of vehicle preservation for years. See the dent popper north of Railroad on first on the bricks downtown. Carney for a free estimate. Rivals Bar and Grill is a proud sponsor of all area athletes, teams, and coaches. Get to Rivals every day for lunch specials starting at $6.99. Rivals is also serving up the barbecue trio every Friday night, and Saturday night is the brisket special. Join Rivals for every Husker and Hastings Bronco game for a pizza special only $21.99. Only at Rivals. Open daily at 11. Rivals Bar and Grill in Hastings. Join the Rivals team. Osborne Drive East in Hastings. Best of luck, teams. And welcome back to high school football here on ESPN Radio. Every play that Cambridge ran in the first quarter on the ground. Tayton Benson, 70 yards. Tyler Woody, 10 yards. And then on the Elm Creek side, they had one pass completion for 18 and 37 yards on the ground. On first, uh, third down and three to start the quarter, Cambridge is going to just run them over and get another first down. Benson gets inside the 30 to the 27. Yeah, I'm telling you, Cambridge will take 90 to 100 yards a quarter right here all on the ground. They'll take it. Well, they are going to go ahead and take a look here, Larry, at the uh, chains, and so we don't see that too often, but the chain gang bringing out the chains, just like Carney Towing and Repair would do for you if you were stranded on the side of the road. Hope it doesn't happen, but no matter where, they'll get you home. Carney towing and repair, and we'll see what happens. It looked like he had it, but then you know, once they get everything stretched out here, it's going to be pretty close. Yeah, I'll just tell you, this: uh, the best way to defend Elm Creek, defend a team that scores 51 points a game, is don't let them be on offense. And that's what Cambridge is doing right now. They're going to be inches short, Doug. So it will be fourth down and inches for Cambridge at the Elm Creek 27-yard line. And all night this hasn't been a problem, so we'll see what happens here. It could turn into a problem. Medicine Valley has now taken a 15-6 lead over Kennesaw in the third quarter on Classic Hits. We'll get to more scores in a moment, but a big play here. Cambridge has had a lot of success. Can they continue to move the ball? At the 27-yard line of Elm Creek, trailing 6 to nothing. Unbalanced, strong to the left. That's where Thornabar is defensively. Quarterback sneak. Ooh. And then we get a penalty flag. Yeah, I don't know what that Woody, is. Woody tried to go basically between the legs of his center and guard. 
And it looked like he got it, but they're going to pick the flag up here. And now the important spot is where the ball is. He didn't get as much room down there as he thought he was going to have. And when you go low like that, the knee hits awful quick, and they're going to bring the chains in again. Yeah, and Thornabar, they stuck in a a two-tech there. Normally he'd been playing like a five-tech outside, and there they moved him all the way inside, Doug, over the guard. Uh... So they'll bring out the chains, stretch them, and he will have the first down by about three-quarters of the length of the football. Yeah, that's a good drive here for Cambridge. Again, you know, they—they this is only their third possession, but they've moved it. You know, the one started, the one put their second possession started from the one-yard line. It's tough to get things going out of that possession, but otherwise they've moved the ball, Doug. It is first down and 10 at Cambridge at the 27-yard line. And now they're going to go back to that pistol formation with the running backs flanking Woody only about two yards behind the line of scrimmage. Woody takes the snap. He'll run it. Try to follow hoteling. He was lined up in the backfield, and it did not work. He will get to the 26-yard line, a gain of one. He might not get up. Boy, he got whacked, Doug. Throwing a ball. Here's the thing. you, I struggled with. Yeah, he, he's, he's down. They're going to have to come get him. Um, throwing a ball, Doug. Uh, that play takes a little longer. And he just, it, you can't give him that time. I don't, you got to hit, get this stuff to hit much quicker. And trying to set up and then laying back down is the senior quarterback, Tyler Witte. Our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with two locations in Kearney. And you have to wonder if this is more concussion or just a stinger. And he is going to stand up. Yeah, but- I think it was his guts. I mean, uh, Thornabaugh just folded him in half. In the second quarter, Palmer 36, Amherst 7. Elm Creek uh, here with a 6-0 lead. Medicine Valley leads Kennesaw 15-6 in the third. Burwell leads South Loop 14-7 in the second quarter. Perkins County beat for Trand 70-6. Uh, taking a look at what's going on in the D2 Western bracket, Loomis did beat North Central 42-34. Blue Hill leads Paxton in the third 29-6. That is on the breeze. And we are going to get a timeout here on the field brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. We'll take it with them. We have 11.24 to go in the first half. It's Elm Creek 6, Cambridge nothing on ESPN. What sets Aurora Cooperative apart from the rest? This is Lynn Culbertson. At Aurora Co-op, we have the autonomy and flexibility to help each producer add more value to their bottom line. We're striving to be the best of the best by investing in our facilities, our people, and in the marketplace by assessing new grain opportunities both locally and globally. Ask me or your local Aurora Co-op grain merchant about our wet corn program, along with our lights are on till yours are off. Harvest hours policy. Your farm, your cooperative, your future. Aurora Cooperative, putting your equity to work. Take a look at a few more scores from what's been going on in the state high school of football playoffs today on our PlatteRiverPreps.com scoreboard. Alma rallied to beat Hemingford out in the panhandle 44-32. They'll get to host Palmer, it looks like. West Holt upset the five seed Dundee County Stratton 32-30. Chambers Wheeler Central defeated Sutherland 54-12. And then we'll get over to the D1 East here in just a moment. But right now, we are ready to get back to football out of the timeout. Witty did not come back out. Normally, that timeout's to get your quarterback back on the field. He is not, Doug. And so they may go wildcat here with Benson, and he takes it and goes straight up the middle and runs right into the line for a gain of a couple is all. It'll be a third down and six. 
Yeah, Preston Walker and Nathan Bartling uh, oh so rudely met him. And that's why I'm wondering how much is physical and how much is up there that they've got to take a look at their quarterback. Yeah, they're just letting him stand there. It is third down and six as they use Benson in the Wildcat, and then they bring Hotelling back there as another blocking back. Peyton Benson, here comes the pressure, and we're going to get movement. Ah, uh, they had it blocked up, too, Doug. Oh, big 78, Tyler Borland, 6'5", 280. He had Nathan Bartling locked out. And it'll be a first penalty of the oh, ball no. game here against Cambridge. Two penalties in the first quarter, one on a PAT, which cost them the two points for Elm Creek for 20 yards. Understand this matchup tonight between Tyler Borland. He's 6'5", 280. And, and he's playing against Nathan Bartling, 6'4", 270. You see that in some Big Ten games, <laughs> you know. Well, these are two outstanding athletes, two good teams. Cambridge really playing well right now. They trail 6 nothing, and now after the penalty, face third and 11 at the 28 of Elm Creek. Out of the Wildcat, Benson, same play they just called, and they'll get inside the 25, turn their way close to the 20, now give themselves a chance here on fourth down. Yeah, you're in good shape there. I mean, that you know that's two-down territory all the way. Find a way to get uh, half of it and then half again. Gain a six on the play. That'll bring up fourth down and five for Cambridge. And running over to the sidelines is Avery Johnson. Yeah, the And it the, looks like Witte is ready to come back in. Here he comes with the play. Yeah, Doug, and the adjustment that's been made by Elm Creek right now now they've moved Thornabar back outside, but he, he had gotten moved inside. He's still inside. I think they're still going to run it. Play clock down to three. Two. Ooh, that's the fastest five seconds I've ever seen. I was specifically watching the back judge, and I wish we could get that in hoops every once in a while. Maybe he didn't look at his That'd wristwatch quick enough and went, uh-oh, boom, boom, boom. Which he shouldn't do. Once he starts counting, he should wave five. But that's a five-yard penalty, and now it's fourth and about nine and a half. Which does change things. You know, we talked about it when it was 10 a minute ago to get half and then get half again. Now Elm Creek's got to take an eye on hoteling lined up as the right tight end. Fourth and nine. Pressure again up the middle. Woody wants to throw. The left-hander fires it down the middle for hoteling. It's tipped in and complete. Good coverage that time. Elm Creek knew who to cover, and they were able to get back there and knock it away. There is a flag, Anthony Quintana. Flag right in the area of holding because it came right in the middle of the line of scrimmage here. And Cambridge is not celebrating. They kind of walk away. That was the first pass attempt of the ball game for Cambridge. Witte runs over to the sideline here. Yeah, Witte was just pointing his hand over to Blue. There, they just told Cambridge to get the heck out of here. They're still discussing it. Fourth down. Play incomplete pass six nothing Elm Creek nine twenty eight to go here in the first half in a tight low scoring ball game which is what we said Cambridge would have to have to hang around and they are hanging around chewing up clock running the ball letting Benson move the chains you know Doug I followed the ball when it got thrown so what, did they hit the quarterback well no it's not deep enough for a quarterback hit that's what I'm saying it's right at the line of scrimmage and they're still talking. Must be related to the crew from this afternoon. <laughs> that's just for the crew that's from that's this afternoon right. listening right that's now. That's right. Doug Dudelary Baker, we were up at uh, SEM as Garden County. 
finally put away the Mustangs, 54-35. I think the White Hat still doesn't know what he wants to call. Holding defense. That's a first down. I think. And again, Nate Bartling's up there going, what's going on? And I think what happened was they got tied up, and the defensive lineman fell backwards with the offensive lineman on top of him, and I guess that's about the only way you're going to get a hold. Well, the other thing is, is, you know, I'm not going to lie, we teach it at times that if you've got a blitz on, you'll take your D lineman and grab the O lineman and pull him so your blitzer can come free. They could have had a st- I have no idea, but they could have had a stunt on. Well, it is defensive holding and an automatic first down here for Cambridge, and that is huge because it was a turnover on downs, and the ball will be moved to the 16-yard line. Actually, kind of a 12-yard penalty from where the flag was. So first and 10 at the 16, back with Witte under center out of the I formation. Benson and Bonjoff. Bonjoff, the fullback, he'll get his first touch, and he'll get about three down to the 13. Yeah, I like that. It's a good call there. And Bonjoff has had a good year as well, 300 yards rushing. Only a six-yard average. He doesn't get it much. I want to, you know, revisit something I said a minute ago, and I talked to I've heard that it gets taught that way. We've never taught it that way. <laughs> well, the only score of the game, Devin Walker, a 17-yard touchdown run with two and a half to go in the first quarter. Here at second down and seven, ball at the 13-yard line of Elm Creek. They'll hand it to Benson. He got up into the backfield because they couldn't touch LaShawn Thornabar. He falls forward for a yard. It'll be third and six. Well, I'd love to know how many he's got right now. It is a bunch. He's had literally probably more than 80% of their tackles so far, Doug. It's like going to a Loper game in here in tight Kojal all night yeah, long. Just incredible. UNK, by the way, home. On Saturday against Lindenwood, tomorrow night, Hastings College is at Briarcliff up in the Dome. You'll hear that on 1230 KHAS. Of course, the Huskers Saturday night at Wisconsin. Third down and six at the 12. Out of the eye. Fake the handoff. Quarterback bootleg. It is secured. There is a flag. They roll over Witty. Throw him out of bounds. Back at the 14-yard line. And this is going to be a hold or a block in the back out there right where he tried to turn the corner. Yeah, that's a little too cute. Keep it going forward. Getting a little cute. Just let your dudes run it, I think. Sometimes as coaches, we do that. We feel like this is set up off of this, and it's easy standing up here when there's no consequence to that statement. Well, for and, and another thing, and we kidded about it. You heard it if you were joining us in the pregame in our talk with Coach Scott Porter, a couple of things that they've just never really done. They've never had big-time kickers because they've always went for two. And they're going to decline the penalty here. I'm just not give them the extra Because play. of that reason, instead of it being third and about 17, it's going to be fourth and seven because they lost a yard on the play. And they're going to go for it, of course, down here at the 12-yard line or 14-yard line now that it's marked. And another thing is they never throw the ball, but they actually throw the ball here a little bit. Four times a game was a bunch back in the day for yeah, Coach Porter. Right. Fourth down and seven at the 14 of Elm Creek. Fake the handoff. Woody rolls to his right, stops, throws into the end zone for hoteling. He can't get there. It's incomplete. Boy, he had him too, doggone. He just didn't have enough time to set his feet. Yeah, there was pressure coming. Woody had to get rid of it. He ended up getting rolled to the ground anyway. LaShawn. And eventually they'll take it over on down. LaShawn Thornabaugh's hurt, Doug. See him walking back. He's holding that shoulder. He got hurt there. Well, we'll see how that affects what they want to do here. Maybe more Devin Walker. I'm not even sure the coaches would have noticed that. No, probably not. 
Gilming runs into the ball game as the Elm Creek quarterback. It remains Elm Creek 6, Cambridge nothing, 8-11 to go here in the second quarter. And Elm Creek starts at their own 14-yard line. Thornabar the lone back. Walker in the slot left. Or excuse me, they have went to Haberlin. And now they will hand it off on a little counter up to the 14. A short gain of about a yard, maybe, if that. Yeah, now Walker comes back in the game. A little freshman comes out. Caden Haverlin, he's, or no, he's not a freshman, excuse me. He's a senior. Yeah, we see Grady get involved kind of like we did a couple of weeks ago in the Alma game, uh, not much early, and then they get him in there just to set the eyes a little different. He does a good job when they give him the ball. I formation now on second down at nine at their own 14 and a half. Pitch play, Walker. Well, he gets thrown down behind the line of scrimmage. I'm not exactly sure what he was doing. He he was going to give the fake to the right and cut back inside. He's been doing that a lot. It looked like the play was set to go outside. And when he stepped back, there was all kinds of orange waiting for him. He'll lose a yard. It's third and ten. Well, yeah, he's been cutting that back inside off of Thornabaugh's block. Thornabaugh looked at him there and said, what are you doing? He kind of waved his hands at him. The Thornabaugh buried the DN like he's been doing. Well, Cambridge's defense has been outstanding. 37 yards rushing, 18 yards passing. That's all Elm Creek has. They scored on the short field with a 17-yard run by Walker. It is third and 11 at their own 13. Gilming on a quarterback keeper around the right side is thrown down to the 15. That's a gain of about a yard and a half, but it's a punting situation, and there were all kinds of orange jerseys on top of him. Yeah, Doug, and that is, you know, there's six minutes left in this second quarter, this first half, but this is a team that averages 350 yards a night. And they have been in a lot of games where they have not had to play their starters late in the ball game, and so this is by far the closest that they have been in a game at this point. They were even up on the South Loop better than this last week. And, of course, they jumped up on Alma 32-8. to Ready to punt it away from the 15. And yeah, that's on A whistle, on and they took off too soon. Took a long time to snap it back there to their punter, Dominic Johns, and a five-yard penalty will back him up. The one thing I noticed, though, Doug, is Elm Creek does play a little bit like a bully. If you can push them back a little bit, you, you you got a chance. You know, a bully's really good as a front runner. And sometimes when the adversity comes, they get banged around a little bit. It's a little tougher. That's what I've seen on film is you got to take it to them. Well, these seniors have a lot of them played the last three years, played during that playoff run that took them out to Hemingford. Here's the snap to Johns. The kick is a high but fairly short one. Cambridge will let it bounce. And it rolls about five yards before going out of bounds just across midfield. They'll spot it at the 37-yard line. Back-to-back 28-yard punts here from, well, excuse me, 28 from Cambridge and now 28 from Elm Creek on their first punt. And good field position here for the Trojans, trailing 6 to nothing at their own 37. Yeah, I mean, this whole thing has been played on, on this end of the field, and Cambridge just got to find a way here, Doug. But, you know, you saw it in the Alma game. You saw it in the South Loop game, but... Alma was able to get it going on some tosses and some isos and definitely some options. Well, we'll see how the game changes here as Cambridge has got it figured out. Woody turns, hands it to Benson. Thornabar's there again as he's pushed down right at midfield. A gain of three to the 40. Doug, if Thornabar comes off the field or if they can find a way to block him, Cambridge will score big points tonight. And I literally mean that. There have been many of these runs that they're gone. And, and so and this kid is just taking this game over from that side of the ball. 
just a dynamite performance. 200, 200, 280, 185. The lineman up there, hoteling 225 at the end. Now they put the fullback, Bonjoff, in the slot left under center. Witty gives it to Benson, follows that block, has the first down into the secondary. He's tripped up at the 30. Ten more. And number four tripped him up again. Thornabaugh trips him up just right at the end, complete solo tackle, or that's six points, and we're deciding uh, if it's going to be 6-6 or 8-6. Well, maybe uh, we should just take the other 14 guys off and just have Benson and Thornabaugh go at it because that's what it's been when Cambridge has been on offense. Yeah. Cambridge is getting it blocked at the point of attack. I didn't know that they if they'd be able to do that, and they're doing it very well tonight. Five minutes to go, first half still 6-0 Elm Creek. Cambridge on the move again at the 30. Benson, handoff left side this time, not much there. And when there's not much there, that's usually two or three. They'll mark him down at about the 27. It'll be second down and seven. 98 yards unofficially for Tate and Benson here in the first half. I mean, he had 240 carries coming in, Doug. Well, that's, that's number 20. Yeah. Of the first half. Wow. I mean, that's a lot of carries, you know. But six-yard average, 19 touchdowns. Second and seven at the 27. The march continues. Bonjoff slot to the right side. They'll run it to the right side, and not much there. They haven't had a lot of success coming to the right, coming up there. Preston Walker in on the tackle. Thornabar is always there. A gain of two to the 25, third and five. Yeah, the deal is there is... They're better going away from him, from Thornabaum Walker, because they get caught in the wash. They're making a lot of tackles, but they're for gains. You run right at them. You're not going to beat those two dudes at the point of attack. 21 carries, 100 yards, so almost five yards per carry. Third and five at the 25. This is where Elm Creek's bowed their neck a couple of times. Benson left side, first down and more. Lowers his shoulders. He gets to the 20, runs over the linebacker, and falls down at the 16. Nine more for Benson. Oh, I can't believe they didn't throw a penalty there on Thornabaugh. Thornabaugh got up and shoved him. When they got up, they were the only two at the pile. They got up, and he shoved Benson. Both arms extended, and the umpire is right there. Now the umpire is going over and talking to him. They're lucky they, that that didn't uh, get them a half-the-distance penalty. Well, the Elm Creek faithful know that LaShawn is an emotional player, and sometimes that is uh, to the advantage, and then once in a while uh, you get something there where you catch a flag or a foul in basketball. First and 10 at the 15. Fake the handoff. What he wants to throw. Hotelling's the only man in the pattern. He flies it out there inside the 10. He'll get his foot down, and it's a first uh, maybe just short of the first down at about the six-and-a-half-yard line. Yeah, going to be just short. Three minutes left. You see Porter out there just pleading with him. Let's go. That is the first pass completion of the night, and only the second pass attempt for Cambridge. will mark it down as a nine-yard gain, second and one at the six. One for the first down, six for the touchdown. Six-nothing, Cambridge trails a chance to tie it up here. And you know it's going to Benson, and it does. And coming through on the run blitz to get him behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah, Walker comes through there, Doug. That was a big one. Uh, Devin Walker just shoots the gap. Tackle was awful high, but he took care of him. Now you got about third and five-ish, third and four. And again, you've got two downs to get it. You're not in a hurry here. You can run your bread and butter. A lot of third down plays here so far for Cambridge. A loss of two. We'll call it third and three. Boy. Unbalanced line out of the I formation. Strong to the left side. That's the Cambridge sideline. And we're going to get a timeout called here. Cambridge will get to talk about it. Elm Creek 
call the timeout on defense with 2.36 to go here in the second quarter. That's the exact time that Elm Creek scored the only game's touchdown in the first quarter, a 17-yarder from Devin Walker. Your score, Elm Creek 6, Cambridge nothing. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. To some, winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. Others say it's not whether you win or lose, it's how you play the game. But everyone can agree that the uniforms and equipment you play in make a big difference in how you play and how you win. That's why TM Sporting Goods gives you that winning edge with top name brands and personal service from seasoned pros like Steve Veridol and Tino Martinez. TM Sporting Goods, on the bricks, 2217 Central, downtown Kearney. TM Sporting Goods, a division of protein design. Doug Duda, Larry Baker, score updates in D2. Bruning Davenport, Shickley beat Allen 54-13. Osmond leads Randolph 7-6 in the second quarter. Why not over Fullerton 38-8 in the second. Humphrey St. Francis over Emerson Hubbard 48-12 in the fourth. Lawrence Nelson beat Meade tonight 50-14. Bloomfield leads Exeter Milligan at the half by a score of 40-8. And now we have uh, Cambridge knocking on the door here again. Third down and three at the eight-yard line. They'll hand it to Benson. He's hitting the backfield again. Tried the same play, and it gets about the same result. Yeah, It'll be fourth down. Thornabaugh makes the tackle, but not before they cut it in half, Doug. Going to give him credit for a one-yard gain, tackling him forward. It'll be fourth and about a yard and a half. Need to get to the five. The ball is at the seven. We're going to call it fourth down and two. It'll be two minutes to go by the time... Cambridge snaps his football, trailing 6-0. They've been down here a few times. They just haven't been able to punch it in. Unbalanced line to the left side again. Fourth and two. Witte takes the snap. Fullback. Bonchoff has the first down on a counterplay inside the five to the four. Great call there, Doug. All the backfield action was shown to run the same ISO play they'd been running. Sticks it right in the fullback's belly. Corey Schlesinger style. Up he goes. And Connor, not the biggest kid, 140, of course. I think he does some things in the winter to keep that uh, physique down just a little bit. So it is first and goal Trojans. Swinging over to the left side is Seth Andrews as the left end. Balance line, eye formation. Witte, Benson, left side. He is hit. He spins. He's in for the touchdown, and we are tied with a minute 34 to go in the first half on a three-yard touchdown run from Tayden Benson. Yeah, this is big. You just tied it up. Take the lead right here. Play some big D. That's amazing what Cambridge is doing to a very, very good Elm Creek football team. Well, I know this sounds dumb, and none of those kids were were around it, but it is Cambridge, and I really do mean that, and that does mean something. You know, you, you can say that to your kids. And There's a few. There's Feeney, Hoteling. You've got a couple names out there, at least in the starting lineup, maybe a few youngers that are getting ready for that second generation. They'll line up to go for two. Benson, the only man in the backfield, everybody else on the line. Woody fakes it, rolls, looks for hoteling into the end zone. It's tipped it incomplete. And so both conversions are no good. And with 1.34 remaining in the first half of play, it is Elm Creek and Cambridge 6-6 in this 3-14 matchup in the D1 playoffs. Your five points bank touchdown, a three-yard run by Tate Benson. 
At Aceracare Hospice, we care for your family like you are a part of ours. Through compassionate hospice services, we help to alleviate fears and concerns so that you and your loved ones can focus on the joy of everyday moments. We celebrate the memories and special occasions of a life well-lived and provide support and assistance so you feel comforted throughout the hospice journey. For more information about our services, visit us online at aceracare.com. Aceracare Hospice, caring for moments that matter. The folks at Buzz's Marine want to stress the importance of weatherizing your boat. Let Buzz's first-class service technicians work on your boat now so you don't have to worry about it in the spring. A little preventative maintenance will save you time, money, and a huge headache in the spring. So go to buzzesmarine.com and see what tailored winterization package will work best for your boat. Then call Buzz's Marine at 308-234-4576 to set up an appointment. Buzz's Marine, 5th and Central, Cardi. Coming up at the half, the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Doug Duda here with Larry Baker. We'll look at first-half stats. We will break down this 6-6 game currently, and we will also take a look at scores from around the state, talk a little bit about the 11-man games coming up tomorrow. And here we go after Cambridge breaks into the end zone on the three-yard Benson run, their first kickoff of the night. And it's a squib kick picked up at the 16-yard line. That's going to be Preston Walker trying to go all the way to the other end. He hasn't went up the field yet, and he's not going to. They finally bring him down with Paxton Ross, a freshman. But there was six, seven jerseys right there. Just hemmed him in, Larry. Yeah, in a 1,000 years, I'm not kicking that thing deep uh, back there. Never, never, never. Devin Walker and LaShawn Thornabar standing back there. Never. And that worked out for him because then Walker ran backwards. <laughs> Well, we talk, you know, yeah, we talk about the two for one, but Larry, the way things have been going for Elm Creek, unless Gilming starts to chuck it around here, it's going to be six six at half. Elm Creek does get the ball, as we said, to start the. The third. only thing I can say is, just on a simple toss, uh, Devin Walker is electric. He can absolutely go sixty in well, a blink. Yes, he can. Saw a couple of long runs when we were here two weeks ago against Alma. Just power eye straight up the middle, and he gets back to the line of scrimmage. You know, this is a fun game to watch, Doug. We don't get this anymore in, in football at any level where these two dudes have just lined up and they're just going to knock each other in the face. Coach Knott and I talked about it a fair amount this week uh, uh, watching some film on this game, and that's what he talked, just really old school. And, and the way both of them are playing right now is just that. Doug Dudas, Centura football coach Larry Baker with us. Elm Creek is in no hurry. Pitch play Walker tries to get – up, up the field, and he is hit. In fact, a mouthpiece comes flying. He's going to be dropped behind the line of scrimmage, and they have to run one more play. Cambridge is not going to call timeout, are they? No, I don't think so. You don't want to give Walker – I mean, every time he touches it, it's got a chance to go. And and the officials almost gracious enough to let this clock let him run get away out, with but it. Yeah, but they're going to run one more play. They're going to have to anyway. See, right now, if I'm Cambridge, I, I take Tyler Whitty and I sit him back here at about the 30. And Elm Creek's just going to let the clock run down and call timeout. And there'll be about a second or two left on the clock. And uh, they'll run it down to two seconds to go here. A timeout called by the Buffaloes, their second, brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take time out to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you, local people, local decisions, local ownership. Nebraska Land National Bank, member FDIC, Elm Creek, and Cambridge 6-6. The final play of the first half is next. 
You don't have to be a farmer to reap the benefits of being a Buffalo County Farm Bureau member. We work for farm families, but our work reaches well beyond the farm, benefiting Nebraskans in all walks of life. We are your neighbors. Through our work in supporting and promoting agriculture, education, health, and technology, we bring people together to better our community. We share in the values Nebraskans stand for, hard work, passion for the land, and a character rooted in faith and family. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau and support Nebraska agriculture. Well, Elm Creek called a timeout so that they could run the clock out on this final possession. Do you just drop back and take a knee, or do you run a play here? No, I would run a play, and to be completely honest, I don't know that I would get any more fancy than toss because, look, Cambridge is not putting anybody deep. They're running a regular defense where their safety is within eight yards of the line of scrimmage. If Walker gets outside, he will score here, Doug. This well, will be a 61-yarder. Nope. And they're just going to take a knee. And they'll let the clock run out. So Cambridge has to be ecstatic with how things have gone here in the first half of play. And Elm Creek is going to be scratching their head because for the first time all year, they are not leading at halftime. They're not trailing either, but it is Elm Creek 6, Cambridge 6. Cambridge is going to have more offensive yards. They've definitely won the time of possession in this football game. And they, you know, as a 14 seed and a 4-4 four four football team, I talked to Coach uh, Porter last week because we had him uh, in the win over Amherst, and he said, it's just taken a little while for this team to come together. I mean, you don't like to go out, and I'm not putting words in his mouth there because sometimes maybe a team of any kind is a team that is – You know, they're not all brothers. They're not all best friends, but they're out to play the sport that they're playing in. And I think going to eight-man, it took a while here for Cambridge uh, to come together. And then you start tasting some success, and all of a sudden you make the playoffs, and you are right here with the top ten team in Elm Creek tied at the half. And, Doug, you talk about that. Sometimes it takes a little longer maybe to come together or whatever. And and I can tell you from experience, I can I could take you to the exact minute that it happened at Centura and at Loop City uh, on the football field. It, it literally just happens, and it could have happened in this first half where, yeah. where, where they just flat came together, and now this thing where five years from now you turn around and go, do you want to know where this thing turned? In the first half of the playoff game against Elm Creek, that kind of thing, because they're playing together. They're playing. They're meeting and matching this physicality that uh, Elm Creek brings to the game. They're doing that. They've got to find a way to block number four. What does Elm Creek have to do to be a little more successful on offense? I think they need to stay committed to who they are. Um, In some of these spots, they've gotten to where they've tried to throw it around or they've gotten a little bit silly with it. They need to run toss, they need to run iso, and they need to run trap because those two guys in the backfield are the two best players on this football field. And they've got some great guys up front as well. Both teams have some great guys up front, and – Who's going to wear down first? And I think that's the interesting piece here tonight is uh, you don't always get this in a high school game, but you just got two giant offensive lines. They're just slobber knockering it out, and everybody's just running it. Um, The pace of the game, I think, will keep uh, anybody from wearing out. Coming up, the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. One final thought. At what point, though, does the mental part come into Elm Creek? I mean, you – you, you didn't even come in tonight thinking that your season could possibly be over. And uh, for some of these kids, you know, if it gets if it's still tight in the fourth quarter, things start to tense up. And I'm not talking about mentally, physically, too. You get a lot tighter. What I could see is I saw it in the first half there, like uh, Thornabaugh the one time with uh, shove the guy. What you could start to see is that frustration. 
where he's having the game of his life. I mean, you know, uh, and if it's not happening, that's the kind of thing where all of a sudden something dumb happens and then you don't start playing as good as you said. You tighten up. I absolutely think if, if Cambridge could find a way to just take the lead in this thing, that really could be the deal. Well, we will take a break and return with the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report here on ESPN, KXPN Kearney, and Elm Creek, KICS Hastings. Your score, Elm Creek and Cambridge tied at six in the opening round of the D1 State Football Playoffs. First half stats, scores from around the state, and more coming up. Anderson Brothers can rewire your entire house or just add a handy outlet. We can fix an annoying drip or install a whole new kitchen and bath. We can change your furnace filter or convert your entire home to geothermal heat. After all, our name says it all. Anderson Brothers Electric, Plumbing, and Heating. Turn to the experts at Anderson Brothers. Neighbors serving your neighborhood for over 65 years. Athletes come in all shapes and sizes, and Kearney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine specializes in getting them all back in their game. From swinging a hammer to swinging a golf club, whether tackling daily tasks or tackling the running back, see Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic. If you're suffering from any injury that's putting you on the sidelines, make an appointment today and take comfort in our care. Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine. It's time now for the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Ravenna Sanitation says your trash is our Trevor. Serving Buffalo County for business and residential service, Ravenna Sanitation is your trash collection connection. Find them in your local yellow pages. Elm Creek 6, Cambridge 6 here at the half. College football, Pitt has come back to take a 21-16 lead over Virginia Tech with 12 minutes to go in the third quarter. And in the Thursday night football game, it is Tennessee 9 and Jacksonville nothing at the end of the first quarter of play. So that's what's going on uh, tonight a little bit nationally. Let's go ahead and take a look at what's going on throughout the state and run down all the scores uh, from eight-man football. Some are in the books. Others, of course, uh, are just continuing at this time. In the D1 West bracket, where we are at, top seed Palmer now leads Amherst at the half, 38-7. The winner there will go to Alma on Wednesday, which is the next round of the playoffs. Alma rallied from two touchdowns down to beat Hemingford 44-32. to Then you had an upset with the 12-seed West Holt beating Dundee County Stratton 32-30. to So they will host Chambers Wheeler Central, probably very familiar there. Uh, they were a D2 power until they consolidated yet again this year. And uh, CWC beat Sutherland 54-12. to Elsewhere, it is Medicine Valley 29, Kennesaw 20 in the fourth quarter on Classic Hits 98-9. The winner of that game plays the winner of this game on Wednesday. And if it is Elm Creek, Medicine Valley, if the seeds hold, it would be right here uh, at Elm Creek. But uh, that is a nine-point game instead of an eight-point game, which is what Kennesaw needs. Also, it is, how about this one, Burwell 35, South Loop 7 in the second quarter, and uh, I know South Loop is good, but you did not want Burwell. That's why I talked all week about how this bracket quarter was just insane. Perkins County thumped Bertrand 70-6, to and they're going to have to go to Burwell next week. 
and that is going to be extremely, extremely tough. In the D1 Eastern part of the bracket, the top seed Guardian Angels is cruising. In the fourth quarter, they lead Clearwater Orchard 60-18. to In the second quarter, Humphrey Lindsay Holy Family has an 8-0 lead at Pender. In the third quarter, East Butler leads High Plains 34-0. In the second quarter, Heartland is in a battle with Nebraska Lutheran. It has now gone to the half. Heartland 22, Nebraska Lutheran 16. So a tight one there between the 4 and the 13 seed. Number 3 seed, Lord Central Catholic, defeated Clarkson Lee 52-8, and they will host Howells Dodge next week. Howells beat Johnson Brock 48-24. The 7th seed, Tri-County, beat Hardington Newcastle 66-26. They'll go to Creighton. The number 2 seed, blasted Diller Odell, 68 to 6. So there's your D1 scoreboard. In D2, start in the West, the top seed Twin Loop beat Juanita Palisade, but uh, it wasn't an 80 to nothing game like you see sometimes. It was 46 to 14. And now Twin Loop will have to go to Oshkosh and play Garden County, a 54 35 winner over a SEM earlier today, a game that both Larry Baker and I called on Classic Hits 98 9. And SEM was just playing catch up all day, Larry. Yeah, I mean, it was a deal where SEM just, again, we talked about it going in, kind of an attrition deal. Uh, in the end, Garden County was just a little bit bigger and was able to pound on them and jumped out to the big lead. But SEM, you know, to their credit, was able to stay in the thing. But you're exactly right. That thing boiled down to playing catch up. Every time you thought that Garden County was in big trouble, and there were three different times that it looked like they were in big trouble, a spit in the bit, uh, uh, they did answer. And I think, you know, that that is a testament to them. Unfortunately, they probably are going to have a lot of trouble with Twin Loop, not because they're the underdog, but because uh, they got even more beat up today. Yeah, they did, and Twin Loop is really good. And the thing about Garden County, Doug, is they're not great up front. They're just not. And uh, Kojul will have those guys ready to go. Twin Loop's back to being, uh, you know, who that program has been. And uh, uh, they're going to have a tough time there. Well, Blue Hill is about ready to advance. They lead Paxton 43-14 to in the fourth quarter. That's airing on the breeze, 94.5. Blue Hill would host O'Neill St. Mary's in the next round. St. Mary's took it to Eustace Farnham this afternoon, 54-6. to Loomis had to uh, really fight to beat North Central, 42-34. to And Arapahoe is trailing Ansley Litchfield right now, 8-6 to in the second quarter. Loomis will get the winner of that game. If it's Arapahoe, they host. If it's Ansley Litchfield, they hit the road. It is Sandhills Tedford 49, Giltner 14 in the fourth quarter, and Mullen all over Crawford early. They're in the second quarter, 46 to 6. In the East bracket in D2, the top seed Osceola leading Sterling 44 14 in the third quarter. Fall City Sacred Heart blasting friend at the half, 39 to nothing. Bloomfield leads Exeter Milligan in the fourth quarter, 54 to 8. And so Bloomfield will head to Lawrence Nelson, who beat Meade 50 to 14. Humphrey St. Francis has beaten Emerson Hubbard 56 to 12. And they will be hosting Why Not. Why Not's currently up on Fullerton 44 to 8 in the third. Osmond 7 to 6 over Randolph. They're, they're trying to do what we're doing here. That's yeah. at, at the half. And the winner of that will take on Bruning Davenport Shickley, a 54-13 winner over Allen. Again, here at the half in uh, what has to be a stunner, not because uh, the talent, but because of the three seed versus the 14. It's Elm Creek and Cambridge tied at six at the half. We'll look at the numbers and talk about tomorrow's games right after this on the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? 
out here in the middle of nowhere. Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair? Because they'll get us home from anywhere. But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing. Certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in. Carney Towing and Repair. For food that'll make you stand up and cheer, head to Fanatics. Start with traditional appetizers like mozzarella or breadsticks, or add a little spice to your life with jalapeno poppers. And don't forget the famous wings you can enjoy as appetizers or as a meal itself. Bite into their huge selection of burgers, pizzas, calzones, or sandwiches. With over 30 HDTVs, the bullpen, and their new party room, there's something always going on at Fanatics. Food that will make you stand up and cheer. Fanatics, a block north of the tracks on Central Avenue, Kearney. Back to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report, and uh, we'll take a look at the stats in a little bit. But games tomorrow here on ESPN Radio, Kearney Catholic, the five-seed in C1, will take on the defending state champions from Columbus SCOTUS, while Grand Island is at Kearney in the 8-9 matchup in Class A on Classic Hits 98-9. Both games kick off at 7 o'clock. Larry, uh, there's some intriguing matchups tomorrow. Northwest plays McCook, Aurora, and York. A couple of good ones in Class B. Uh, C2 seems to be so wide open. Uh, of course, Larry Baker, the head coach at Centura. You've seen some of those teams. I'm intrigued by St. Paul and Hershey. And Stu Pospisil today took Donovan to go all the way to the finals in Class C2 when I think it's going to be tough unless we don't know about an injury up at Oakland Craig, well, the defending finalist. And that would be awesome. But Donovan's going to have a tough game tomorrow. And Sutton, so beat up, goes to Battle Creek. Yeah, coming into... Uh, this year, I did think that Donovan would be a finalist team, and they still may. Great coaching staff, great football team, but Oakland Craig with Haas, Seagren, that line, they're really good, Doug. Oakland Craig, you know, I'm not so sure they're not one of the best three teams in the state, uh, but there are some great matchups. And this, I, I get it, this isn't in the area, but the most intriguing matchup of this entire first round of all six classes for me, Doug, is David City Aquinas, Norfolk Catholic. You talk about two stored programs, both in the finals last year. Both, I mean, both have teams that would go to the finals this year in any normal year, and they're going to play tomorrow night. <laughs> well, uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, it should be a dandy, and a lot of people think the winner of that, and that's the 6-11 matchup, mm-hmm. the winner of that goes to the state championship game, and they're picking the Wahoo-Wahoo-Newman rematch in the semifinals. I would agree with that. Carney Catholic hoping to uh, make some noise and at least clip one of the Wahoo teams. And again, remember, that game tomorrow was SCOTUS. Not only they the defending champs, that two years ago was a quarterfinal matchup uh, where Carney Catholic kicked a field goal in the final 45 seconds to win the game at SCOTUS uh, before falling in the semifinals that year. I still say, you know, I said it earlier tonight, I still think, uh, coming into this year and as this year has gone that Carney Catholic is one of those four or five teams in the conversation is the best team in the state uh, I think Carney Catholic takes care of business tomorrow night I, I I do SCOTUS is a really good football team that's for sure and they play a lot of good football up there but the stars can can play ball and here it's 6-6 Cambridge and Elm Creek uh, at the half. Let's go ahead and take a look at some of the first half numbers. And uh, surprisingly, I mean, Larry, everything I tell you about uh, Elm Creek will be a season low in the first half. Everything. Yeah, everything. Uh, from time of possession to number of offensive plays to number of yards. Elm Creek didn't get a first down 
in the second quarter of play. Devin Walker, nine carries, 26 yards, has the lone touchdown. LaShawn Thornabar, four carries, 10 yards. Dylan Gilming, one carry, two yards. That's 14 carries for 38 total yards. And didn't it seem like they were picking up some chunks in this first half? I may have missed one or two, but, I mean, not 20-yard chunks, but four here, five there, but... That one drive that they scored on was really the only time they moved the ball. Yeah, and the and the, the key is Walker got too cute. He was trying to make everything go 60 instead of just getting six, and then they went away from being who they are. And then the, through the air, you have Dylan Gilming. He's put it up three times. He's one of three. He has been intercepted. Now that was on a fourth down play, so take it for what it's worth. It really didn't mean much, but it, it still goes down that way. 18 through the air, 38 on the ground. That's 56 yards. Elm Creek gets that in one play, 56 yards the entire first half, three first downs, one punt for 28 yards, the one interception on fourth down, four penalties for 35 yards. Then you come over to Cambridge, and it's all Tayton Benson. In the first half, he has carried the ball 25 times for 111 yards. The last touch was the only score of the first half for Cambridge. Connor Bonjoff, two carries, six yards. The quarterback, Tyler Whitty, five carries, 10 yards. 32 carries, 127 yards through the air. Witty, one of two for nine yards. So 136 yards of total offense. Nine first downs here in the football game. Two penalties for 10 yards. And you've been listening to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. We're ready for the second half after this. This sports broadcast is made possible in part by Kappa Grain in Elm Creek. Did you know that Kappa has a way for you to save time, money, and get the best prices for your grain and have records of it? With their online offer center powered by DNT Market Space. See kappagrains.com. Make sure you're getting what you deserve for all your hard work and dedication. Kappa takes great pride in doing what they can to make it easier, faster, and more profitable for you. Best of luck to all the area athletes from Kappa Grains. As we come back to play, the opening kickoff is going to be dance around at the 20, and here goes Preston Walker down the sidelines, 40, 30, and all the way to the end zone. And just like that, the entire first half of body of work for Cambridge is kind of out the window, isn't it? I mean, it's still all positive, but it's 12-6 Elm Creek. Yeah, Porter's giving it to each one of them as they come off, too. I mean, that's the thing. Elm Creek lives on the shock play. You can't let them have one. Well, they knew that it was going to be a squib kick, so they set up for a squib kick return. Well, that was a 60-yard return for Preston Walker. Yeah, Preston got the last one. He just ran backwards. This time he ran straight forwards and turned it into six points. They'll line up to go for two, hand it to Thornabar. He's into the end zone. The two-point conversion is good. And 11 seconds into the second half, it is Elm Creek 14, Cambridge 6, our five-points bank touchdown, a 60-yard kickoff return for Preston Walker. We'll be right back. This sports broadcast is proudly brought to you in part by Foster Family Foods in Elm Creek. Foster's is your full-service grocery store. Shop Foster's Family Foods for the finest meats, freshest produce, and every week there are great savings and specials. Fast, friendly, hometown, personal service. At Foster's Family Foods in Elm Creek, your satisfaction is always our number one goal. Foster's Family Foods, the little store that's big on you. Best of luck to all the area athletes. No matter where you are, even out in this cornfield, when you work with CHS, you're connected. Connected to global grain buyers and food companies. Connected to dependable energy at the pump, at home, and on the job. Connected to food ingredients tailored to your specific needs. 
Whether it's in energy, grains, or foods, you're connected. CHS, resources for enriching lives. LaShawn Thornabar lines up to boot it away here for Elm Creek, and Benson's just going to watch it bounce along the ground here, Larry, and let it go into the end zone, and they'll take over at the 15. Yeah, we'll see what happens here. Coach Porter literally stuck his finger in the face of every single kid on that kickoff team as they came off, and then he was not happy with Benson for letting that thing go in the end zone. I think his thinking was, all right, my best player's got a chance to turn the tide here. So let's see if Cambridge can rally from the shock play and just get right after it here. 11 seconds in. They are now down 14-6 to here in the third quarter. Out of the eye formation, first and 10 Cambridge at their own 15, and they give it to Benson. Hole off the right side, gets five to the 20-yard line. They'll take that all night long, and that's basically what they were doing the entire first half. Yeah, this is interesting. The adjustment there, Thornabaugh now is playing nose guard, and number 64, Nathan Bartling, the big 6'4", 270, is playing right over the C-gap where they were running it. So they've made an adjustment. That did not work. So it'll be second down and five at their own 20. Unbalanced to the right. That's the short side of the field now towards Elm Creek sideline. And they'll go with a counterplay to the fullback. Bonjoff has the first down across the 25. Gets all the way out to the 29-yard line. That's only his third carry. But they've all been effective. Again, and nine and move the chains. Yeah, very good. Thornabaugh still makes the tackle, but it wasn't until he's down the field. Uh, Doug. Gosh, Cambridge has got I just see it there. I mean, Coach Porter's just deflated. He's doing exactly what he wanted out of his possession. He just needed to get a stop or at least make him work to score. Well, if Cambridge can march it down the field, it just answers right back. On a first down and 10, ball at their own 29, unbalanced, strong left again. This time ball in the middle of the field. They'll give it to Benson, and he is hit hard. He tried to cut back, and Thordabar says, I don't think so. Bartling kind of got rolled up on. He's slow to get up right now for the Buffaloes. I don't know if he got his hand stepped on or if it was something else, but he is still sitting on the ground. It is no gain that time for Benson. We haven't said that much tonight. He could have gotten hurt from the shrapnel (laughs) that got created when Thornabar lit into uh, Benson. Holy cow. And it looks like he's working on that left hand. Our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. Getting you back into the game of life with two locations in Kearney. Doug Duda, Larry Baker here in the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth just underway in the second half on ESPN Radio. And it is 14-6 Elm Creek after they return the opening kickoff of the second half for a touchdown. Second out and 10 now for Cambridge at their own 30. Benson left side. Sees a little gap, but he's into the secondary, and he's brought down just short of the first down marker at the 38-yard line. I just want to see how fast this show is, if he can get free. He has never got past the safety or been chased down. His biggest run is less than 15 yards so far in this football yeah, game. He gets I, nine. Doug, I was just having the same thought through my head. I wonder what kind of wheels this kid has. He just hasn't been able to use them. He's been in traffic. He's making it happen, but it's all been in traffic. Third and one, let me correct out an 18-yard carry, but that was all the way back on his second touch. Third and one, Benson. Left side, looks for the hole, has the first down, rips off a tackle, lowers his shoulder to the 35, and he'll be brought down at the 34. And a great job there to move the chains again. Yeah. Thornabaugh cleaned it up. I mean, I think every uh, uh, Elm Creek defender had hit him. But Benson's big, Doug, 6'4", 195 pounds. I mean, he's got some thump to him. 
Well, he has carried it now 29 times in this football game. I can remember a couple times of seeing a kid carrying it almost 50, and he's on that kind of pace. Strong to the right side this time on first and 10 at the Elm Creek 35. Benson tries to get outside and does. 30-25. It's one on four, and they won, almost won it as he runs over a defender at the 13 and finally shoved out of bounds at the 10-yard line. Preston Walker and Anthony Quintana couldn't finish him. And finally, who had to come over and shove him out of bounds? Yep, it was Thora Boggin, Doug, but look how slow Elm Creek is walking back here. This is getting demoralizing for them. Well, sometimes, I know these guys, I'll t- tell you this, this Elm Creek group, they're an exciting bunch of kids. They like action. This is boring to them. Oh, yeah, no question. This is boring. First and goal at the 10, the biggest run of the night for Benson, 25 yards. Cambridge loves it. First and goal. Benson, right side, holes there again. Inside the five and down to the three. They cannot stop him. Doug, they're a gap short. I'm looking now, they've finally gotten to an angle where we can see it. They're going, so this, for those of you at home, it's center, guard, tackle, tight end, right? Like you would normally see. Elm Crick has got a guy uh, over the guard and a guy over the tight end. There's nobody in. There's, I mean, they are two full gaps short. This is not gap sound. Look at it. It is second and goal at the three. Strong to the left side. Hand it to Benson. Straight up the middle. This time they will stack him up. They ran it weak there, Doug. Got to the two. It'll be third and goal at the two. Don't get cute here. Just let the big boy hammer it home. Benson may be looking for his second touchdown of the ball game. Had a three-yard run with a minute 34 to go in the second quarter. And after giving up that kickoff return on the opening kickoff of the second half, They've marched it, trying to get it 65 yards to finish it off. Third and goal at the two. Strong to the left side. Witty quarterback sneak and no Wow. Thornabar, I'm not even sure he took a step forward. He hit him so hard. How do you explode that well off the whistle? It's fourth and goal at the two. Wow. So they got cute, Larry. Yeah, they as did. As much as a quarterback sneak can be cute. Well, I just still think you got to stick it in that dude's hands. This would be a tremendous, and now a penalty flag. Oh, no. Hey, did they flag the sideline here for Elm Creek? Oh, yeah. For He was out there on the 20. He was trying to get the attention of his team. and Just and run ISO. Doug, look at no this. No penalty flight. I mean, no yardage, though. It's a warning. Run ISO. Look, they're two gaps short. You can flat out see it right here. Fourth and goal at the two. They give it to Benson left side. Benson leans forward and is into the end zone for a Cambridge touchdown. Yeah, that's his 21st of the season, Doug. And there's about six fist pumps that just came from Scott Porter there. That is a big answer. A 65-yard drive after the opening kickoff was returned against him. And now a two-point conversion that could tie the football game with 7.39 to go here in the third quarter of play. Yeah, I mean, it's it's worth noting Nathan Bartling was not in for about half of that drive for Elm Creek on the D-line. Unbalanced to the right side, and they'll give it to Benson. Follows Bonds off. He stood up. They keep the pile moving. I don't think so. I don't think so either. Doug. He did not get in. His knee hit as he went to stretch. The ball got into the end zone, but his knee is hit, and the uh, line judge was right on it. So the two-point conversion is no good. It was 7.39 to go in the third quarter of play here on ESPN. It is Elm Creek 14, Cambridge 12. Our five-points bank touchdown, a two-yard run by the Trojans' Tayton Benson. 
The officers and staff of First Tier Bank take pride in providing professional banking services with several convenient locations in Elm Creek, Kearney, and Holdridge. First Tier Bank offers a full line of banking and financial services, including checking and savings accounts, loans, investment, and insurance services, and the online banking services offered at First Tier, including online bill pay. First Tier Bank, Kearney, Elm Creek, and Holdridge, an equal housing lender. Member FDIC. This broadcast is made possible in part by Rusty's Fertilizer in Elm Creek, a proud sponsor of all area athletes. Rusty's Fertilizer is the only place you need to go to get all the fertilizers you need to keep your farm growing year after year. Rusty's has been your fertilizer experts in Elm Creek for generations, and they're up to date on all the chemicals and fertilizers, so trust the experts at Rusty's Fertilizer in Elm Creek. Doug Duda, Larry Baker, Centura High School football coach, joining me here for tonight's playoff game. And they're ready to boot it away. It'll be a squib kick, and it goes right into the hands of the up man, Kilming, right at the 40-yard line. Boy, that's dangerous. That's dangerous, though, to be able to field one that's just lined right at you. Those are almost onside kicks in a great field position now for Elm Creek at midfield. Here's the other thing that I don't agree with, is it's all freshmen and sophomores out there on that kickoff team. I don't like that. For? Cambridge. For for Cambridge, and that's you know the deal running back. Put your dudes out there. It's a playoff game. It is first down and ten at midfield. Fourteen to twelve, Elm Creek. Seven thirty-eight to go in the third quarter. I formation. Try the counterplay left side and getting a yard before being popped backwards. And it is Walker. He's had really one run tonight, and that was the seventeen-yard touchdown. And he didn't dance that time. No, if he just gets downhill, he's going to be okay. By the way, Tate and Benson now for Cambridge, unofficially 33 carries, 165 yards, two touchdowns, and we still have a quarter and a half of football left. Wind's starting to pick up a little bit again. Not a factor when all you do is run the ball. One for three through the air for Elm Creek, one for two for Cambridge. Second down and nine, just across midfield, out of the I formation. Gilming wants to keep it right side, follows Bartling, has a hole, gets inside the 35 and tripped up at the 33. Great think, play call. I don't think the umpire saw who had the ball. He ran right by him, and Gilming uh, with a nice carry that time. Yeah, that's a great play call. Send those two backs that everybody knows is going to get it one direction. Going to be a gain of six on the play, and it'll be third down and four. That's just the second carry of the night for Gilming. And if you're Cambridge, you say keep running that play. Gilming's a great player, but he's not those other two kids, you know. Six and a half to go here in the third quarter, 14-12 Elm Creek. Out of the I formation on third and four, they want to fall. Well, the ball's loose. They tried to get it to Walker, and Cambridge, I believe, has covered the football. It looked like they went under one fake bootleg, and the ball never got out nope, there. He had he it. covered it. He had it, Doug. And that is big number 72, Seth Andrews, I believe, right? No, Walker had it, and he got blasted, and it came out. I mean, who covered the fumble there, I believe? Seth Andrews, number 72. Seth Andrews covers the fumble. Second turnover of the ball game. Again, the other one was an interception on fourth down, so it doesn't count that much, but it will be Cambridge ball at their own 35-yard line. And down 14-12, to getting the break they needed. 
And they'll give it to Benson off the left side, and Thornapar gets him right away. Unbelievable. No gain. It'll be second down and 10. Just Doug, when he chooses to, he's unblockable. I'm going to say to this point, he might be the best football player I've seen in person this entire season. Well, I'm going to tell you another thing. Elm Creek hasn't got a first down here in since the first quarter. Wow. They had the kickoff return to start the uh, second half, and that's why they're up 14-12. to 12. And here they got the ball at the 40, and then they turn it over. Second down and nine just across the 35-yard line, back to the I formation. Strong left. There goes Benson left. He's got the first down and more, and he's down the sidelines. He's broke the tackle. Oh, they call him out of bounds. They say that he stepped out of bounds at the 30 as he was rumbling down the sideline, but he picks up plenty for the first down. Yeah, because he was gone. He was gone if that doesn't happen. And on that play, Doug, again, Thornabaugh got caught in the wash. They're running it away from him. He turned and tried to go heel line to make that tackle, and there was just guys in his way. This is starting to feel like Cambridge is leaning on him now. Uh, He laid a lick that time, Tayton. Hasn't had to really lower the shoulder a whole lot because they gang tackle him, but there he did. At the 31, first and 10, Benson, same play left side. Gets a little bit to the outside, and they shove him out of bounds. Inside the 25, it looks like, but we do have a penalty flag on the field. Right where he made the turn up field, that's always going to be on the offense unless it's a face mask. When you're chipping away the way Cambridge is, you can't get backed up 10. That's the killer. Now it's first and 20. Yeah, because how many third and threes, fourth and twos have Cambridge had tonight? 5.26 to go here in the third quarter. It's a battle on ESPN Radio, KXPN Kearney and Odessa, and KICS Hastings. Along with our friends, uh, we may already be on Classic Hits, but I know that we're going to be on Classic Hits when the Kennesaw postgame is over down at Med Valley. 14-12, 14-12, Elm Creek leads Cambridge, but it is a battle between the 3 and 14 seed, and now Cambridge has it second and 20 at their own 39 with 5.26 to go in the third. And Witte going to try to follow Benson, and he has just bounced around like a ping-pong ball, and he'll lose two yards Let's with Thornabar getting up, clapping the hands along with Brock Miner in the game defensively. Doug, that's the problem with the penalties, is now you feel like you have to do something different and now you're just going backwards. I mean, if it's not for that holding penalty, I mean, they may be in the end zone already. I mean, they were getting them in chunks. So now it's third and 21, or second and 21, after the holding penalty. Back to the I formation. Witty just gives it to Benson, and Thornabar comes through and drops him behind the line of scrimmage for three more. And Elm Creek really wants to take control now after turning it over, a two-yard loss for Benson, and it's going to be third and 24. See what that one one penalty does. I mean, Doug, it's going to be first and about three. They hadn't stopped them for anything less than five to seven on any play, and now all of a sudden it's third and 100. And the Elm Creek fans really going nuts to below us. Uh, got something to cheer for. Third and 24. They're back at their own 35-yard line. They need to get to the 20 of Elm Creek. They'll split the backs this time. Witty under center. Takes the snap. Just hands it to Benson. He'll get what he can get. He gets into the secondary, into the Elm Creek territory, inside the 35 to the 34. So he picks up 11, but it'll be fourth down and 13. Whew, that was close. That was a shoestring tackle. <laughs> Man, I mean, he's tough. We have had a couple of things here in this third quarter that are just gut punches. Uh, Elm Creek, or Cambridge scored on fourth down. At the two, 
and then they miss the two-pointer. And then Elm Creek turns it over, and then Cambridge is moving it. And they're lining up like they're going to oh, go yeah, for it. Oh, yeah, they'll go for this. There's no reason to punt this. Fourth and 13. Witty, hard count, straight back to pass. He's in trouble. He's sacked back in his own territory. Here's the trouble, though, Doug. I run the play they just ran. They should have ran the ball there. They'd have been okay. You're not going to block four. That's one of those deals you have to know in your mind. You're not blocking four. And the first sack of the game on Tyler Witty. And not only do they not get an incomplete pass, they're going to lose nine yards on it. And it'll be first down and 10, Elm Creek at the 37. I'm so, not a coach. I just, it was a tough yardage situation. I But make you're at Elm about Creek the 30. You're not going to gain anything there. You're going to gain 10 yards, like 10 yards. If you do the stats in high school football, you don't even gain a single one. You don't even gain 1%. But they get it at the 15. It was at the 37. That's still 22-plus yards. I don't know. Just It was a call, and it didn't work that time for Cambridge. And now Gilming wants to throw out here into the flat, and he overshoots the intended receiver in Nolan Meyer just to keep the ends kind of in the game here. They throw a pass, and it's incomplete. Just the fourth pass attempt of the game. Yeah, I think Cambridge should have ran it there. They'd have had a legit shot to get it. It would have been yards forward anyway. Uh Another score update for you, Larry. Burwell, 41, South Loop, 7 at the half. See, and that's not a surprise to me. I don't think it is to you either. South Loop is a fabulous football team, but Burwell is a team that legitimately, they had a couple early losses. They could go deep. They are a real threat to Perkins County and the others. Going to throw again on second and 10, and they missed the sack. Benson, now they come get him, and we may have a face mask. Benson came in high, and really, Gilming just ducked, and he went right over the top of him. Thornabar couldn't block everybody that was coming. And they drop him behind the line of scrimmage for about a seven-yard loss, but there is a flag back there where you would imagine it to be a face mask. Now, if it's a hold, no, it is a face mask on Cambridge. It looks like it's a five-yard face mask because they did not give us the personal foul signal. Which means it's still going to be second and about 15. Yeah, the, the flag is way back there where the sack occurred, and it will be marked at the 40. So what we'll do here is that's a three-yard loss on the play, but you will replay the down second and 13. You know, uh, this thing is really playing right into Cambridge's hands the, the whole way here, but you're seeing Cambridge start to make some mistakes that are mounting, and you feel like Elm Creek's getting ready to do something. It is third down and 13. They'll hand it to Thornabar trying to get outside. Here comes a penalty flag as he turns the corner to the 30. And he'd have been very close to the first down. He picked up 11, but it's coming back. Yeah, it's going to be holding on Nolan Meyer. It was the block that got him sprung around the edge. And we welcome all of those listening to us on uh, Classic Hits 98.9, KKPR-FM, Carney Hastings, Grand Island. Carney Catholic ends their volleyball season tonight by beating North Platte. In straight sets, the matchup with the Class A uh, Bulldogs that they've had here going at the end of the season. So a hold on Elm Creek, and let's keep catch you up to date on uh, what we've got going on here. This was a 6-6 game at halftime where Cambridge, I don't want to say dominated, but they had more yards than Elm Creek. They had the time of possession. They were just kind of mowing things down here. Devin Walker, a 17-yard run with 2.36 to go in the first quarter for Elm Creek. Tayton Benson's carried it over 35 times tonight. He had a three-yard run just before the half, and that tied it at six. But then Preston Walker on a squib kick returned the opening kickoff 
to start the third quarter. A 65-yard drive, but the two-point conversion was no good. Now trying to set up a screen on second and 24, and Thornemar breaks a tackle, and here he goes, 35-40, 35, and stepped out of bounds at the 32-yard line by about two inches, or he might have been able to go all the way. And what a great job, but they couldn't get the tackle on that screen, uh, trying to get him in the backfield there. Almost blew up that screen, but instead it turns into a big play here. Yeah. Gain of 19. Nathan Bartling just got a piece of Tate and Benson, and I mean just a piece, and it was enough, and they weren't able to make that tackle. Otherwise, that would have lost yards. So it's third down. Going to call it about six here at the Cambridge 32-yard line. Elm Creek leading by two. Hand it to Thornabar straight up the middle. He'll power his way to the first down marker. Should have it at the 26-yard line. If I'm Elm Creek right now, Doug, that's what I do. Run the ball straight ahead. You got better dudes right there. They just need to do it because if they don't, they're playing into Cambridge's hands. Cambridge is hoping right now Elm Creek keeps, keeps trying to run all kinds of goofy stuff. That was the first first down for Elm Creek. Since the first quarter, and it is just the fifth run of the game for LaShawn Thornabar. They are not moving the ball until getting this first down. They're having trouble offensively. 14 to 12. First down and 10. They hand it to Walker. He runs straight up the middle, gets inside the 20 to the 19. He'll be stacked up there. That's a gain of seven. Yeah, straight ISO there. They just led with Thornabar. They base blocked it on the front, led with Thornabar right onto the backer. In the first half, Elm Creek unofficially, we had them for 56 total yards, 38 rushing, 18 through the air. Cambridge had 127 on the ground, 111 of that from Tate and Benson, and 136 total. Benson now has 189 yards on over 35 carries. He's getting close to 40 next time they get the ball. Second down and four for Elm Creek at the Cambridge 20-yard line. They will give it to Thornabar off the left side and just powers his way to the first down at the 15. He just ran over. Hotelling was getting blocked. He helped bring him down, and Bonjoff finished him off, but just too much power for Thornabar. Yeah, Elm Creek's crazy if they run anything else. They just they got better horses right here. Okay, we tried the whoop-de-whoop. Now let's just run it at them. What you have to now think about is if Elm Creek continues to do this is how important the two-point conversion no will be question. because it's an eight-point game. Once they score the touchdown, they can go up by two scores. And Cambridge is not equipped to be chucking the ball all around. Thornabar off the right side, and his end got blocked into him. Brock Miner, and that knocked him off his feet, a gain of one to the 14. You know, this offensive drive has been very settling for the Buffaloes, Doug. They were struggling mentally. They were starting to come undone the way you had talked about them possibly doing at the half. This has been very settling for them. Now they're starting to feel like themselves again. The winner of this game will host Medicine Valley on Wednesday. Medicine Valley held on to beat Kennesaw 29-20. Second and nine, last minute of the third quarter. Elm Creek at the Cambridge 14, leading 14-12. Toss sweep left side. Thornabar looks for the hole. Steps over a man inside the 10. Keeps the legs churning down to the seven-yard line. A gain of seven. And Thornabar has carried it more times in this series than he had the entire game. 29 yards for him, 34 for Devin Walker. Again, Brock Miner with the ankle injury, not playing offensive ball tonight for Elm Creek. I don't know what Thornabar's plans are here for next year, but hopefully he goes plays for a team that I like. <laughs> Elm Creek's going to try and get another playoff here before the end of the half. It's third and one, or end of the quarter. 
And they'll take the snap, hand it to Thornabar, fumble the ball. I think Cambridge got it. And Cambridge is going to cover it at the six-yard line. Same type of deal, got motion. Benson was there, and so was Tyler Borland. And, oh, my goodness, the third turnover for Elm Creek. Holy cow, Doug. This is a big deal now. Because it, it was just a holding penalty that stopped Cambridge on that last drive. That was it. If Cambridge can get that thing going again, I have complete confidence Cambridge can go down and score. And this, that whole unraveling piece that we were talking about, we talked about this um, drive being settling. It just came undone. And that ends the third quarter of play. And can Cambridge pull the upset, or will Elm Creek survive for Medicine Valley next week? At the end of three, Elm Creek 14, Cambridge 12. Cambridge first and 10 at their own six when the fourth quarter begins after this. Kelly's Sales and Service in Elm Creek is proud a supporter of the area athletes in tonight's game. See Kelly's for everything automotive, from minor tune-ups to major repairs. Or if you're tired of putting money into that old car, talk to them about great selection of used vehicles that they have on the lot. If they don't have the car that you're looking for, they can find it. Proud sponsor of all high school sports. Best of luck, Buffaloes. Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products. Your provider of GM-powered natural gas and LP high-efficiency irrigation engines and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. The first play of the fourth quarter, Cambridge has it at their own six after the Tate and Benson fumble recovery. They trail 14 to 12 here as the 14 seed in the playoffs. Hand it to Benson, and he is going to be drunk down from behind by Brock Miner, who is in there, and maybe that ankle, now that he's a senior, uh, doesn't hurt as much. He's going to do whatever he's got to do to try and help Elm Creek advance to next week. Well, my guess is, Doug, because it wasn't until the half they tried to start warming him up My guess is they thought they could win the night without him, and that's what they were going to try to do. And at the half, they said, look, kiddo, we need you. 37, that's the 38th carry for Benson, 189 yards, and both touchdowns. Can Cambridge at least find a first down here? Second down and 10. Benson, left side, nothing there. Stood up and driven backwards in Elm Creek. Playing inspired ball, it came loose. The ball's loose, and Elm Creek's got it. It came loose forward. And Thornabar is down on the ground. Yeah, he is. He went after the fumble. He's the one that got it, correct? Yes. Yeah, Thornabar. Holding his shoulder, Doug, the one that we talked about earlier Mm. in the first quarter. Well, you giveth and you taketh away. Benson and Thornabar on both sides of that. This is is a game changer with him because he has single-handedly controlled both sides of the ball in this game, but he specifically is the reason Cambridge doesn't have 28 points on the board right now. But Elm Creek now gets the break they need as they have it at the nine-yard line. It'll be first and goal. A shoulder injury, it looks like, to LaShawn Thornabar. Our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with two locations in Kearney. And uh, while we take a look at the injured player, let's try and update you on uh, some of the scores from around the uh, state football playoffs. 
Alma beat Hemingford 44-32. West hold upset Dundee County Stratton 32-30. This is in the D1 West. Chambers Wheeler Central over Sutherland 54-12. Medicine Valley beat Kennesaw 29-20. They'll play the winner of this game. Burwell leads South Loop in the third quarter 48-7. The winner will get Perkins County, who blasted Bertrand 70-6. In the D1 East, Guardian Angels beat Clearwater Orchard 60-18. Humphrey, Lindsay Holy Family, leads Pender 22-0 in the third quarter. East Butler beat High Plains 34-0. Heartland and Nebraska Lutheran tied at 22 in the third quarter. Lord Central Catholic over Clarkson Lee 52-8. Howells Dodge beat Johnson Brock 48-24. Tri-County over Hardington at Newcastle 66-26. And Creighton beat Diller O'Dell 68-6. Those are the D1 scores. We will get into D2 at our next opportunity. Right now, though, it is first and goal for Elm Creek at the nine-yard line after the Thornabar fumble recovery. Devin Walker, the lone man of the backfield. They put Miner out at the right end. They give it to Walker. He gets to the five and is spun forward to about the four. Second down and goal, a gain of five. Yeah, and that was a little different formation. Ten personnel there, one back, no tight ends, where they've been 20 personnel the whole way, Doug, with two backs. Uh, so now what does it look like without Thornabar? Well, Thornabar, the man, and... Uh... They're not really just looking at him anywhere, just trying to get him It's his shoulder. catch There's, his breath. When he came off, he didn't move that arm a bit. Second down and goal at the four. Gilming lines up in the eye formation. Minor the fullback, Walker the eye back, bobbled the snap, got it to Walker. He pops outside. He gets loose a one tackle. He gets into the end zone. Touchdown, Elm Creek. The second of the night for Devin Walker, and he had to break a couple of tackles because they had him around the ankles in the backfield, but he slides out of there. And now the all-important two-point conversion with the score 20-12. to And you said it, Doug. This is it. There's only 10-33 left in this game. Cambridge can't get in the spot where they need two. And a four-yard touchdown run by Devin Walker. And this will go a long way to helping Elm Creek survive. Four's back in the game. Thornabar in there. But he's not ready to go do any uh, curls right now as they'll put Miner out to the right out of the pistol is Gilbank. Thornabar behind him. They want to throw. Fade to the corner of the end zone. And a one-hand grab by Miner. Touchdown. Two-point conversion. The but we do have the a flag. Eye. It's pass interference. And Walker hauls in the one-arm catch. Pretty sure it's on the defense. Let's just make sure here. And that will make it a 10-point lead for the Elm Creek Buffaloes, 22-12. to Yeah, what a football game, Doug. And again, I don't know what the hold-up's for. They picked the flag up. They're still talking. Either it is or it isn't. It's good. And maybe they're just going to pick the flag up altogether. So no matter what the story was with the flag, it is now Elm Creek 22, Cambridge 12, 10.33 to go in the game. Our five points bank touchdown, a four-yard run from Devin Walker. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life. With two locations in Kearney, the Ortho Clinic at the Kearney Clinic and the Rehab Clinic at the ENT Building. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, a very proud supporter of the area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravenna, and Wood River. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. 
Have you ever seen a dented tortoise? The same way a thick tortoise shell protects its occupant, the bullet spray and bed liners from the dent poppers protect your pickup truck's bed. No rust, corrosion, dents, or scratches ever. Guaranteed for as long as you own your truck, and it says so in writing. Bullet spray on liners is the one that goes on hot, stays strong. That means your truck holds its value longer. Surprised that the dent popper now applies bullet spray on? Don't be. The dent popper's been on the leading edge of vehicle preservation for years. See the dent popper north of railroad on first on the bricks downtown. Carney for a free estimate. With our producer engineer Billy Thompson and Larry Baker, I'm Doug Duda back here at Elm Creek. Thanks to the head coach or the athletic director, Rick Bauer and crew, and they are going to assess that penalty on the kickoff. So it's at the 35. So all Thornabar does is try to make the field goal, and he does. <laughs> and so Cambridge will start at their 15 yard line. Twin loop. Over Juanita Palisade as we look at D2, 46-14. They will go to Garden County, who beat SEM 54-35. O'Neill St. Mary's over Eustis Farnham, 54-6. Blue Hill will host them after beating Paxton, 43-14. Loomis beat North Central, 42-34. And their opponent will be either Ansley Litchfield or Arapahoe. Ansley Litchfield with the lead, 34-20 in the third quarter. Sandhill Stedford beat Giltner, 49-14. Mullen leads Crawford, 64-6. The score is in the West. And now fullback Bonjop gets past the uh, line of scrimmage and meets the linebackers out of the 18-yard line, a game of three. See, it's interesting. I love the play call. It just sticks with who you are and what you're doing, but you fell behind by 10. Just got to move the ball. you couldn't do. Ten minutes to go. Move the ball, get in the end zone, see how much time is left here. And then at that point, the conversion, you know, you're going to have to not let Elm Creek get any more points. And Cambridge has played a heck of a football game tonight. Gain of two and a half, second down and seven. Witty late getting it out there to Benson, but once he does, Benson gets over the 20 to the 25, just short, it looks like, of the first down, about a half a yard. It's going to be a gain of seven, and uh, Benson, if he holds on to the ball, is about ready to go over the 200-yard mark. He has both touchdowns, and he's close to getting his 40th carry of the night. Well, what a gutsy performance by the kid, Doug, on both sides of the ball. He's just been as tough as they come tonight. The next touch is number 40, third and one. And it should be here, but it's not. Witty tries to keep it in Witty. Boy, it's going to be all about the mark. I think the linesman on this side gives it to him. On the other side, he doesn't. And all he's got to do is touch the line, and it's a first down. That should be good. Nope, they called it fourth down, Doug. Well, they didn't mark it where either lineman was. That is, you couldn't put a playing card between the nose of the football no. and the 25-yard line. And both guys were standing on it, Doug, on the 25. So no gain for Witty, and it's fourth down. And can Benson just take the snap? They're going to put Witty under center here. Balance line, eye formation. Here's your season. Fourth and an inch. Benson, left side, has the first down. Just runs as hard as he can, and he gets a little more out to the 30. A gain of five. And even Witty got on the ground, and most of the Oakland or most of the uh, Cambridge players end up on the ground after giving and selling out on that play. Benson now, with that, 40 carries, 201 yards, and both touchdowns for Cambridge. They trail 22 to 12 with eight and a half to go in the game. That is unofficially the 15th first down for Cambridge. Compared to six for Elm Incredible. Creek. Incredible. The numbers won't tell the story tonight. 
They give it to Benson again. Right side has a hole. They try to strip him. He gets to the 35. He gets out to the 38. The ball is loose. And a fumble recovery for Brock Miner of Elm Creek. It looked like when he got those five yards, his whole arm and shoulder came up. And now Elm Creek has a chance to salt this one away on the turnover. The third of the ball game, each team with three. Yeah, you've got a situation there where it's almost like can't believe it didn't start happening earlier where it was taking five and six to bring him down every time. But when that starts happening, you know, the second and third guy that are there, they're punching and grabbing and ripping, or at least they should be. And the ball's come out on the last two drives, as unfortunate as that is for Cambridge. The Buffaloes have capitalized all the way around tonight, Doug. They have stood up when they needed to here in the second half and played very strong. Counterplay to Walker, hit in the backfield, gets loose, gets to the line of scrimmage, and scoots forward for four to the 34-yard line. Gain of three, they'll say officially. Second down and seven. You know, this is going to be a game, because I'm sure Elm Creek's probably going to score another time or two here. It's going to be a game you're going to get up in the morning and look at. And, oh, well, that makes sense. They thumped them like you thought. And, you know, kind of like when we played St. Paul this year, you had no idea with about six minutes, four minutes left in that game, that thing is extremely in doubt. And this was, you know. Second down and seven at the 34 of Cambridge, leading it by a score of 22 to 12. Walker faked the jet sweep. Quarterback keeper Gilming. They unload on Thornabar, but he doesn't have the ball. Gilming inside the 30 has the first down. At the 26-yard line, a gain of eight. They haven't asked much of Dylan tonight except to be a game manager. Four carries, 13 yards, two of five through the air for 37 yards, and one pick. I mean, I know he's going to – Porter's going to graduate some dudes off this team, but he's bringing guys back. And I'm telling you, you know, Tate and Benson comes back. He brings back big linemen, too. Uh Cambridge, they may have come together under Scott Porter tonight. First and 10, trying to put the finishing touches on this one at the Cambridge 26-yard line. Elm Creek will give it to Thornabar, and he is going to be wrapped up at the line of scrimmage by Wyatt Feeney, who came through and just bear-hugged him to the ground, a loss of one. Yeah, when you look at this Cambridge, you know, 6'4", 235, and Seth Andrews comes back. 6'5", 280, Tyler Borland comes back. Benson comes back. Hotelling comes back. I mean, there's a lot of kids on this team coming back. We'll take another look at the scoreboard and get to the East scores in Class D2 for you here in just a moment. Right now, though, second and 11 for Elm Creek at the Cambridge 27-yard line. Going back to pass. Look it out here in the flat, and the ball is going to be caught by Nolan Meyer. Breaks the tackle at the 10, gets into the end zone. Touchdown, Elm Creek. 27-yard touchdown pass, and it's 28-12. to 12. Yeah, same out route they ran earlier, Doug. They just ran it with a different receiver earlier. Well, you kind of called it. It's got the opportunity now to open up. Yeah, my guess is they'll get another one or two here. And like I said, you'll wake up in the morning and look at it, and it won't tell the story. If you're Elm Creek, you're finishing it the way you want to because this is Doug, this team is good enough to go on and do some big stuff, and they need to feel good about themselves. On the two-point conversion, Thornabar up the middle, has to work, but gets in there for the two-pointer. And with 6.20 to go in the game, it is now Elm Creek 30 and Cambridge 12. You're listening to the state football playoffs on ESPN Radio. 
Rivals Bar and Grill is a proud sponsor of all area athletes, teams, and coaches. Get to Rivals every day for lunch specials starting at $6.99. Rivals is also serving up the Barbecue Trio every Friday night, and Saturday night is the Brisket Special. Join Rivals for every Husker and Hastings Bronco game for a pizza special only $21.99. Only at Rivals. Open daily at 11. Rivals Bar and Grill in Hastings. Join the Rivals team. Osborne Drive East in Hastings. Best of luck, teams. What sets Aurora Cooperative apart from the rest? This is Ross Hudick. At Aurora Co-op, we have the autonomy and flexibility to help each producer add more value to their bottom line. We're striving to be the best of the best by investing in our facilities, our people, and in the marketplace by accessing new grain opportunities both locally and globally. Ask me or your local Aurora Co-op grain merchant about our wet corn program, along with the Our Lights Are On Until Yours Are Off Harvest Hours policy. Your farm, your cooperative, your future. Aurora Cooperative, putting your equity to work. And ready to boot it away is Thornabar again. High driving kick, and Benson just watches it sail eight yards into the end zone. And now, Cambridge, this is the tough part. You have played a top eight team in the state toe-to-toe for three and a half quarters, and then uh, it's over. Uh, You're down three scores now because of the two-point conversions, 30-12, to and you have to finish the football game when you'd just like to go shake hands uh, after – the back-to-back touchdowns off of Cambridge turnovers. 30-12, to 6.20 to go. Elm Creek did what they needed to do tonight, Doug, in the sense of they capitalized. You know, they just stayed tough until it started working for them. And they're going to go back to pass. Witte in the pocket has time. It slipped out of his hands. It's underthrown. It's intercepted by Quintana at midfield. He tried to throw it as far as he could, and it just slipped straight up into the air. Hotelling almost got to it, but Quintana did. Turnover number four, three straight possessions with the turnover for Cambridge. Yeah, because he, he actually had him. The receiver had a step. And now Elm Creek in command at their own 37-yard line, leading it 30-12 to with 6-12 to go in the game. This whole thing turned on that holding penalty, Doug. Because I think, I think Cambridge goes in on that drive. They had a chance to take the lead and just didn't happen. Now pitch played Devin Walker. And how long does Coach Jace Doolin uh, stay with his guys here? I wouldn't. I'm one just more series, you. one more first down, whittle a couple minutes off. Uh, there's still some time on the clock. You don't want to put a backup kid in there that's just going to get drilled by the number one defense. No, but I'm just telling you right now, you don't have to take them all off. You leave them all on. But LaShawn Thornabar comes over and stands next to me because as good a football team as you are, you're a mortal football team without him. Thornabar uh, kind of dinging that shoulder up in the second half here. They keep him in as the fullback. Just basic eye formation now here. Second down and 10 after no game by Walker. And Gilming looks like they're already to the point where they want to run some clock here. Give it to Walker. Dances up the middle. Nothing fancy. He's still on his feet. Gets to the line of scrimmage, and he'll be pushed backward there. So uh, Bonjoff and crew who made the tackle still in there, working defensively here for Cambridge. Feeney also in there. No gain, third and ten. I thought Cambridge did a great job taking Walker away. You know, one, and they weren't able to get Thornabar completely taken away, but that's what you have to do when you make a game plan. You have to take away what the other team does best. Now, most generally when you do that, you have to give something up. I understand 
but they did take Walker completely out of this game. This is KXPN Kearney, Elm Creek, and KICS Hastings, and KKPR-FM, Kearney Hastings, Grand Island. Handoff, Thornabar, room to the right side. He's into Cambridge territory, and he has to run over Tyler Whitty, who shoves him out of bounds at the 27-yard line, a gain of 16 that time for LaShawn. Yeah, Whitty did a good job there getting him shoved out of bounds. I mean, Whitty was laying on his back because he'd gotten run over, but he did at least force him out of bounds. Well, we talked about which line uh, of this physical game would wear down first. Cambridge didn't really wear down. It's just the turnovers, their backs against the wall, and they know they're beat right now. It's a tough position yes. to be in. 4.40 to go in the game, 30-12 to 12 Elm Creek. They've scored 16 straight. They give it to Thornabar. He just lowers his head inside the 25 to the 24, three more. And all they're trying to do now is watch that clock run down. Elm Creek will be at home against Medicine Valley next Wednesday night. And I can't imagine that that would be much earlier than a 6 o'clock game. They might go 6, but probably 7. Med Valley not that far uh, down the road in Curtis. So Elm Creek... Hasn't played Medicine Valley this year. They had played Kennesaw. Medicine Valley beat Kennesaw 29-20 tonight. Second and eight at the 25. And they'll give it off to a walker, and they're able to corral him in the backfield that time for a little loss on the play. Nice tackle by Benson. And they don't really care. That's fine. The clock runs. They'll lose a couple of yards back to the 26. No, but the thing is, Doug, when you look at that there, they bottled him up again. You know, this has been a throwback game, right? Kind of old school throwback. And the to give a throwback phrase, Cambridge has just kind of had a humdinger of a game plan tonight defensively. They've done what they're supposed to do. Third down, we'll call it nine at the Cambridge 26-yard line. Thornabar, the lone back. They have got Walker slot left. They're going to give it to him on a end around here. He breaks a tackle at the 20. He's got four guys pursuing him to the 10. They finally shove him out of bounds at the seven-yard line, 19 more. And these are by far the biggest chunks of yards that uh, Elm Creek has had. Five first downs in the first three quarters, five first downs here in the fourth quarter for Elm Creek. And they've had the ball a lot because of the Cambridge turnovers. Osceola beat Sterling tonight. 67 to 30. Fall City Sacred Heart leads friend 75 to nothing in the fourth wow. quarter. Bloomfield over Exeter Milligan 62-8 final. They'll play Lawrence Nelson, who beat Meade by a score of 50 to 14. Humphrey St. Francis over Emerson Hubbard 56 to 12. Why not beat Fullerton 44-16? Osmond and Randolph tied in the fourth. Here's Thornabar off the right side. Gets to the five, gets to the four. He's stacked up there. Second and goal at the four. And Thornabar hasn't been into the end zone yet, so I'm sure that's what uh, they're working on. And finally, uh, Bruning Davenport Shickley over Allen, 54-13. to 13. We will have the Ruts Heating and Air scoreboard show uh, coming up after our coverage here on Classic Hits. Merritt Lawson and the gang back at the studio. They'll recap all the scores. They'll give you the settings for Wednesday's eight-man second round. Uh, Take a little look at the 11-man and 6-man opening games tomorrow. Also have reports on all of our radio games from earlier today. 2.35 to go. Second and goal at the 4 for Elm Creek. They'll give it to Thornabar, but we have a penalty flag before things get started. And they are going to call Cambridge for jumping into the neutral zone. So it'll be second and goal at the 2. That's the fifth penalty of the ball game for 27 yards for Cambridge. Five penalties for 45 yards on Elm Creek. When we're done, the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery post-game show all the final stats. 
And a recap of what happened here tonight. And it was a tight one. And now can Cambridge keep Elm Creek out of the end zone? Or will the Buffaloes score their third straight touchdown off the third straight Cambridge turnover? Out of the pistol is Gilming. Thornabar right behind him. You know that's where it's going. Low snap. They give it to LaShawn. He comes up the middle and gets to the goal line, but didn't cross it. When he got to the goal line, he kind of put his back towards the goal line, and so the ball didn't get there. It's going to be a gain of two. It'll be third and goal inside the one. Yeah, they're they're going to try to stick it in. I thought maybe they wouldn't. And there's still two minutes. There's just, you can't, if you could run the clock out, they'd probably kneel it, but you can't. So you play the game. Third and goal inside the one. Thornabar the fullback. Walker the eye back. Gilming going to try and take a little more time off the clock here. As we're down to a minute, 40 to go. Now comes under center, takes it, hands Oh, they're going to go to Walker, and Walker is in there for the touchdown. Devin Walker, his third touchdown of the night, Larry. Boy, not before they whacked him, though, Doug, because there again, I mean, Walker got blasted backwards. They just needed so little they were able to call it. But, you know, as you said, I mean, the dam broke. I mean... Cambridge held up and held up and held up, and eventually the dam broke. You know, it's going to be 37-12 here after Thornabar. Oh, no, they're going to go for two. I thought I saw him carry the black tee. I know he's got it in his hand. Well, a two-point conversion now for Elm Creek. And fourth quarter was all Buffaloes. Cambridge got behind, had to go for it. Toss play into the end zone. It's going to be batted away witty as they tried to get it to Dominic Johns. And the pass is no good. The uh, five points bank touchdown, a one-yard run from Devin Walker, his third of the night. And with 1.38 remaining, it's now Elm Creek 36 and Cambridge 12. We'll be right back. Panthers pass going to be stolen away. Intercepted by Smith. Who will dunk it home? KICS Hastings. KXBN Carney. To some, winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. Others say it's not whether you win or lose, it's how you play the game. But everyone can agree that the uniforms and equipment you play in make a big difference in how you play and how you win. That's why TM Sporting Goods gives you that winning edge with top name brands and personal service from seasoned pros like Steve Veridol and Tino Martinez. TM Sporting Goods, on the bricks, 2217 Central, downtown Kearney. TM Sporting Goods, a division of protein design. At Care Hospice, we care for your family like you are a part of ours. Through compassionate hospice services, we help to alleviate fears and concerns so that you and your loved ones can focus on the joy of everyday moments. We celebrate the memories and special occasions of a life well-lived and provide support and assistance so you feel comforted throughout the hospice journey. For more information about our services, visit us online at acericare.com. Care Hospice, caring for moments that matter. In this instance, they deserve it. Yes. They played They yes. played very, very well tonight. Yeah, nope, that's exactly right. In this spot, you, they gutted it out, let them go out on their shield. I agree a thousand percent. Cambridge will end at four and five. Nine and oh, Elm Creek will host Medicine Valley. A minute 38 to go in the game. Let's see what Cambridge does here on this final possession. They give it to Benson off the right side. He continues to bruise himself and the defense across the 20 to the 22, a seven-yard gain, and Elm Creek still has their top uh, unit in there. Yeah, they do, I, which I guess I get, but who cares if they score? You won't score or stop anybody again if you lose a couple of these dudes. 
Cambridge keeps it uh, tight to the vest here. 42 carries, 214 yards unofficially for Benson. Second down and a long three. Benson again off the right side. He'll get the first down to the 25-yard line. Yeah, we're inside of a minute now. They're going to move the chains before they wind it, Doug. But what a great effort. You know, we talk about Benson. I really think this Cambridge offensive line did a great job tonight because, again, at the point of attack, Elm Creek Flat wasn't good enough. It was uh, LaShawn Thorbar making the tackle across the field that kept him in it. Well, you should have about 20 of them tonight. First down and 10. They'll hand it to Benson again off the left side. He'll run over one man. He'll run over two, and he'll be brought down at the 30-yard line. He gets five more, and they really only have to run one more. Time for our UceraCare moment of the game brought to you by the special people at UceraCare Hospice, caring for the moments that matter with locations in Kearney, Grand Island, and York, serving all the Tri-Cities and beyond. Call UceraCare Hospice today for your loved ones when they need the right care at the right time. Larry will give that to you right after this play. Another one to Benson, dances left side, has another first down to the 37-yard line. And you kind of talked about the key moment of the game tonight, Larry. Yeah, I really believe, Doug, it was right at the start of the fourth quarter on the holding penalty because on that deal they had gotten the turnover and they were driving, and it was 5-7 to seven a play. They were Cambridge. Cambridge, yes. Yeah. They, they were, Cambridge was going to score on that drive, Doug, and it killed it, and from that minute forward, they've gone backwards. Final play of the game here, eight seconds to go. Why not give it to Benson? He'll dive forward for another four yards, and that will end it tonight. But, boy, does Elm Creek have to feel fortunate. They were tested. This was more of a quarterfinal-type game than a round of 32 game as the Elm Creek Buffaloes are able to hold on and then pull away in the fourth quarter. Elm Creek, 36, and the folks from Cambridge end up with 12 points on the board here tonight. Elm Creek will host Medicine Valley 9-0 against 8-1 on Wednesday night. We'll be back to wrap it up on the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show right after this. For food that'll make you stand up and cheer, head to Fanatics. Start with traditional appetizers like mozzarella or breadsticks, or add a little spice to your life with jalapeno poppers. And don't forget the famous wings you can enjoy as appetizers or as a meal itself. Bite into their huge selection of burgers, pizzas, calzones, or sandwiches. With over 30 HDTVs, the bullpen, and their new party room, there's something always going on at Fanatics. Food that will make you stand up and cheer. Fanatics, a block north of the tracks on Central Avenue, Kearney. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that, girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair? Because they'll get us home from anywhere. But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing. Certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in. Carney Towing and Repair. And welcome back to Elm Creek. Thanks to all the fine folks here, especially Mitch Muma, who did an outstanding job here tonight, to uh, Athletic Director Rick Bauer and the crew here for their hospitality. And it's time for the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. Certified and fellowship-trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. The final score, 36-12 to uh, 12 in favor of uh, Elm Creek and 
Again, Larry, for the folks that joined us later or that were listening to the Kennesaw game on Classic Hits, this is 14-12 uh, going into the fourth quarter of play, and Cambridge was almost in a position to take the lead in this football game, 6-6 at the half, and Cambridge had won every statistical category in the first 24 minutes. Well, here's the thing, and it's, it's, it's a couple fold, Doug. First of all, Cambridge, hats off to them. They came in with a great plan. Their kids rose to the occasion. They played dynamite football, took on a top-10 team. They're 4-4, four and four, right? Well, here's the other piece of this. I mean, it felt like playoff football tonight, didn't it, to you, with that deal? Well, the way, the way this happens, there are games like this every yes. year where you just assume if you're in the top six seeds, you're going to roll the other team. But that was not the case here tonight. Cambridge is too proud and too good. But here's the key, Doug. That's why you have 32. That's why we don't say, well, you're four and four, get out. Yeah. I, and I really mean that is, is, is because if, if you, as long as you've got a shot, why wouldn't you let them play it? Like this is a testament to the fact, you know, there's only nine teams that didn't get in in D1 this year. That was a sad deal. And that simply boils down to uh, Ravenna dipping, Ainsworth dipping, Homer dipping, those schools that went down and screwed up the numbers. So you can't look at that necessarily. But in my opinion, this is the argument why you keep them at 32, both in C1 and C2, and play the games. Well, and I'm with you, and a lot of people will point to, well, Fall City Sacred Heart, 75 nothing. That's an 8-9 matchup tonight, ladies and gentlemen. And you will have some of those blowouts. I always say you don't know who you would get in the ninth week. Maybe it would be 56 to nothing anyway. I mean, you don't know who your opponent's going to be. Last week, the last week of the season, there were plenty of blowouts. We beat in Twin River 65 to nothing last week. That was the last week of the season. So uh, there, and, and I'm good. I get it. And I think 16's too low. I don't like the 24 with the bye. That's just a personal opinion by me. And it's going to happen. It has to go down because you can't have 80% of the teams making the playoffs. Now, six years ago, eight years ago, when there were 60 teams and you took 32, I, I got no problem yeah. with that. You, every, that way, nobody gets left out. Uh, and, and If you're in the top what 20 not? in the state, you should go. Yeah. And, and sometimes it's hard to know who's in no, the top 20 exactly until you right. get in to the but, playoffs. But back to just this, I, I think, you know, and that comes to Cambridge, you know, being willing to show up and play. They didn't cash it in knowing they were going to go play a big bad team. And, and hats off to Elm Creek for when the going got tough, they didn't run and hide. They just got tough. And I think, you know, that doesn't always happen. And here in a week or two, the D1 playoffs and D2 playoffs, it's different. It is an entirely new season because you have to play so many times. If you're in C1, B, C2 right now, here you sit, you're at midfield, all right, we got state quarters, you win one time, then we're 48 minutes away from the state championship game. Well, that's not how this is. They got to do this again next week <laughs> and then get to the quarters. Like, uh, it's tough to I, move forward here. I do like it, though, that uh, not everybody's playing on the same night. Uh, I do too. Whatever you want to do, I don't care how you split that up. 11 mans tomorrow, 8 mans tonight. Love it. And uh, I do like that as well. We'll take a look at the final numbers. Don't forget, uh, here on the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show, we'll look at the numbers. And when we are done, then it is uh, back to the studios for the Ruts Heating and Air Scoreboard show. Back in a moment. Athletes come in all shapes and sizes, and Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine specializes in getting them all back in their game, from swinging a hammer to swinging a golf club, whether tackling daily tasks or tackling the running back. 
See Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic. If you're suffering from any injury that's putting you on the sidelines, make an appointment today and take comfort in our care. Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine. Anderson Brothers can rewire your entire house or just add a handy outlet. We can fix an annoying drip or install a whole new kitchen and bath. We can change your furnace filter or convert your entire home to geothermal heat. After all, our name says it all. Anderson Brothers Electric, Plumbing, and Heating. Turn to the experts at Anderson Brothers. Neighbors serving your neighborhood for over 65 years. Back on the New West postgame show. Let's take a look now at the final numbers of the ball game. First off, for Cambridge, the leading rusher, no doubt about it, Tayton Benson. It was worth being here tonight just to watch this young man play football on both sides, along with LaShawn Thornabar. There is plenty of action, but as far as two individuals in the same game doing what these guys did, more Thornabar on defense. Benson, here's what I had for him. 46 carries, 233 yards, and two touchdowns. Fullback Connor Bonjoff, four carries, 18 yards. Quarterback Tyler Witte, nine carries, zero yards. Sacked once in the ball game, and then a one-team loss uh, for no gain. I had 60 rushing attempts for Cambridge, 251 yards. Witte threw the ball twice, both in the second quarter. Was one of two for nine yards. Nine yards through the air, 251 on the ground, 260 yards of total offense. That's 17 first downs. They punted it once for 28 yards, five penalties for 27 Four turnovers, three of those, though, coming in the uh, fourth quarter, two of them when they had fallen down 10 and knew they needed to get something going. So those are the numbers for Cambridge. For Elm Creek, I had Devin Walker for 19 carries, 64 yards, three touchdowns. LaShawn Thornabar, 13 carries, 52 yards. Quarterback Dylan Gilming, four carries, 13 yards, was sacked once. They also had one team fumble for no gain. 37 rushing attempts for 129 yards. Through the air, Gilming was 3 of 6, 1 interception, 1 touchdown, 64 yards through the air, 129 on the ground, 193 yards of total offense, 11 first downs with 6 of those in the fourth quarter, 1 punt also for 28 yards, 3 turnovers, 5 penalties for 45 yards. But, Larry, 43 offensive plays for Elm Creek, 61 unofficially for Cambridge. Yeah, and I think the thing is that's exactly what Cambridge wanted. I mean, this thing ended up turning out uh, the way it was played, the way it was done, exactly the way Cambridge wanted. I'm still just going to go back and say, you know, the turnovers clearly those couple late in the game, but it's the holding penalty. Sometimes the whole thing can shift on that. If that holding penalty doesn't happen there, I think they score. I think they take the lead, and the whole thing is is very uh, quite possibly different. Well, let's take a look at the uh, scoring wrap-up brought to you by Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered, wrapped up in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. Uh, LaShawn Thornabar got things going with a strip fumble on Cambridge's second possession of the ball game. Neither team could get much going, and then they threw an interception to the two-yard line on fourth down. The first score of the game, after converting a fourth and three in Cambridge territory, came on a 17-yard Devin Walker touchdown run, which was the biggest offensive play of the entire first half for Elm Creek. The uh, two-point conversion was no good. There was a holding. They converted it. But then there was a holding, and uh, that put it back at the 13-yard line, and uh, the pass was no good. 6-0 into the first quarter. 
The teams just got more defensive as the game moved along. Cambridge would move the ball but had more of the field to cover. Finally completed a 43-yard drive on a three-yard Tate and Benson touchdown run with 134 to go in the second quarter, and uh, that made it 6-6 as the two-point conversion was no good. That's where we were at the half. And then to start the second half, it was Elm Creek ball, and as you mentioned, Larry, no way Cambridge was going to kick it deep to either Devin Walker or LaShawn Thornabar. They had proven that on the first kickoff before half. Elm Creek kind of planned for it, and Preston Walker uh, scooped it up at the 20-yard line on the squib kick and went right down the Elm Creek sideline, 60 yards for the touchdown. But Cambridge didn't fold after that. That was the most impressive part of the night. 65-yard drive. They answered right back on a two-yard run by Benson on fourth and goal, but the two-point conversion run was no good, and so Elm Creek uh, started to win that battle. They were up 14-12 to 12 at the end of the third quarter. Yeah, and I think and, and that was the difference because then once uh, Elm Creek was able to score again off one of those turnovers, it was 10 then and not 8, and it felt more uh, – with 10 minutes left, it started to feel a little more defeated. It looked like Elm Creek was going to take another one in, but uh, Seth Andrews got the fumble recovery at the 35-yard line. Then Elm Creek – Uh, picks up a fumble recovery at the Cambridge 6, and uh, it was given right back. I mean, Elm Creek was going in. They fumbled it at the 6, and uh, Cambridge fumbled it right back. Thornabar, on the play that he got injured on, uh, covered the ball at the 9, and Walker took it in from four yards out with 10.33 to go in the fourth quarter. Gilming hit Miner on a beautiful two-point catch by Miner to make it 22-12. Then Brock Miner came away with a fumble recovery at the 37-yard line of Cambridge, a 27-yard down touchdown pass from Gilming to Nolan Meyer. Thornabar's two-point conversion made it 30-12 to at the 6:20 mark. Quintana comes away with an interception, and Walker takes it in from one yard out with a minute 38 to go, and that gives you your final score of Elm Creek 36, Cambridge 12. Our scoring wrap brought to you by Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered, wrapped up in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. Our final thought right after this timeout. You don't have to be a farmer to reap the benefits of being a Buffalo County Farm Bureau member. We work for farm families, but our work reaches well beyond the farm, benefiting Nebraskans in all walks of life. We are your neighbors. Through our work in supporting and promoting agriculture, education, health, and technology, we bring people together to better our community. We share in the values Nebraskans stand for, hard work, passion for the land, and a character rooted in faith and family. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau and support Nebraska agriculture. The folks at Buzz's Marine want to stress the importance of weatherizing your boat. Let Buzz's first-class service technicians work on your boat now so you don't have to worry about it in the spring. A little preventative maintenance will save you time, money, and a huge headache in the spring. So go to buzzesmarine.com and see what tailored winterization package will work best for your boat. Then call Buzz's Marine at 308-234-4576 to set up an appointment. Buzz's Marine, 5th and Central, Cardi. Great college football game going tonight. Virginia Tech 39, Pitt 36, and they have three minutes to go in the game. And in the NFL, Tennessee 27 and Jacksonville 8, and that is early in the third quarter of play. Tomorrow night, it is Kearney High and Grand Island on Classic Hits 98-9 and on ESPN, Kearney Catholic and Columbus Scotus. Both games kick off at 7 o'clock. Larry, uh, I think we've covered it all. It was a great effort by Cambridge, but... Elm Creek didn't fold, and you know what? Uh, we've mentioned it a couple of times. We kept talking about Cambridge and that underdog, and it gives us a good game to call 
But when uh, Elm Creek had to do something, they did do something in the second half, and they did play tough defense, and they did force a couple of turnovers that helped them win the game. They they got just as strong as this game went along. Yeah, the thing I'll take away from this is I think I saw the best football player I've seen this year in person without question um, in Thornbar. I mean, I, that, that kid is legit. I'm very impressed with Elm Creek. Uh, they've got staying power. If they can – just keep it rolling. They've got staying power, Doug. And very impressed with Cambridge. They showed up with the type of team I thought they would. Scott Porter, he doesn't play in games like this to get whipped. He doesn't. And and uh, I thought they did, you know, if it goes a little different, yes, they could have won. But I thought they did what they'd have done. I'm impressed with Elm Creek. That's going to wrap things up from here at Elm Creek. Thanks to all of the fine sponsors. We look forward to more football tomorrow. Subdistrict Volleyball on Monday. You've been listening to the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. Certified and fellowship trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. You know what? Coach Doolin has actually, uh, I got you tied up, Larry, uh, has uh, joined us here uh, as he's a busy man as uh, well. And I guess while we have you, this is uh, good for the fans heading home. Uh, Coach, how's the heart rate? Oh, it, it's a race and it's a, I like it. It's, it, that's what you live for. Um, games like this, that you got to make the adjustments. You got to, it's a lot of thinking into the game, involved in the game. Uh, the kids got to adjust. It's a, it's a test. Um, thought our kids came out in the second half and really responded. Uh, we, had, we haven't had a game where, we had one game where we've been behind a half, but uh, this one definitely, uh, they're a physical team that really controlled the football on the on in the first half, and um, where really I don't I didn't think it would the final score would end that way. Um, turnovers obviously had a big part of that, but um, that's a very good football team. We know going in uh, with them playing 12 points to Perkins County the first game of the year, um, we knew it was going to be a physical game. Uh, that might be the most physical game I've ever been a part of here at Elm Creek, uh, back and forth, just hitting. Um, and at the end, uh, I think we did a good job. Uh, turnover really came, made a big play uh, in the end of the game. How healthy did you come out of it? Uh, we were good. Uh, we No serious in- injuries. Uh, had a couple sh- shoulders before. It seemed like it was all ankles. Um, it was one thing that uh, it was kind of a – roll your eyes type of thing when you saw you draw Cambridge, a big physical team, when you already got some ankle bang, you're banged up a little bit on the ankles. And uh, they knew they'd be physical, knew it was going to be a game that probably not going to get healthy through it. Um, but we're, we're no serious injuries. A um, couple shoulders, uh, no one out for the any other future game should be full go next week. Um, uh, now it, it it's a time that, we told the kids after the game, you don't get any gaze off. And tomorrow they got to get in. They got an ice bath. They got to take care of their bodies. They got to drink fluids. They get plenty of sleep. Um, flu bugs going around. It, it, it's part of the year that um, football's life. It's every day. All things teenagers don't want to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you're a day short every week now. Yep, and it is. And that's we do. We give them tomorrow off. We give them one day off. But uh, they're used to two days off. Uh, but for them, it, it's just they lose Saturdays. Um, we always say every year, if you're practicing on the weekends, you're doing something right. Jace, uh, what about just the one-on-one matchup tonight? I mean, it's more than that, but, it, I mean, it's Benson carrying it, Thornabar tackling, and it happened all night long. It did. Uh, it was superstar versus superstar, and um, 
it was a big time, and we had to make some adjustments. He, that We made that adjustment in the first half, how they were running away from him. They were running away from him, and he still made a couple tackles, even if he was on the defensive inside. But I wanted to move him a step closer, so I moved him down a guard and got him in. We ran him a four-man front, so I wanted him closer. Um, and it was, it was a testament uh, to LaShawn making plays, and every time he was there, sometimes LaShawn – they, he guessed wrong, and he wasn't there. They got a 10-yard gain, but LaShawn had a heck of a game. He he really stepped up, and we tell him big-time big players step up in big-time games. Coach Chase Doolin, Elm Creek, joining us here in the postgame. A, a, a moment to, to relax. Uh, Medicine Valley did beat Kennesaw tonight, 29-20. to I'm, I'm sure somebody on the staff probably uh, will have something for you to work on right away, but uh, – it's it's almost like how can anything be tougher? But we know how tough uh, this bracket is. Do you know anything about Med Valley for the fans? Um, yeah, they're a little bit like South Loop last week, and they'll uh, spread it out a little bit. Uh, got a good quarterback, good decent quarterback, and a stud at running back. Uh, they're definitely gonna a little bit different style than we at Cambridge. Um, they're gonna spread it out a little bit, uh, maybe throw a little bit more. But they're they're pre- predominantly a run team, um, aggressive on defense, definitely a very good, fast, quick, um, great pursuit on defense. And um, it, the speed is going to be a little bit different for us to adjust to next week uh, with Med Valley being a little bit quicker than Cambridge. Uh, so we just, we definitely got to play assignment football going, going into it, uh, get to our assignments, know where we're at, uh, and get to get them down. Uh, hopefully we can get the turnover battle and uh, play really well on special teams against them. All right, Jace, thanks for giving us some time. Congratulations, yeah. man. Uh, we'll see you next week. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Medicine Valley will be here at Elm Creek in the friendly confines as uh, Elm Creek able to pull away with uh, three touchdowns here in the fourth quarter. From 14 to 12, they win it 36 to 12. That's going to wrap things up on the New West Postgame Show. Up next on Classic Hits, it's the Ruts Heating and Air Scoreboard Show. The proceeding has been a KXPN Sports production brought to you by the KXPN Sports Club. To download this podcast or any of our podcasts, go to our podcast link at ESPNSuperstation.com.